1: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi and welcome to the Homestyle Radio podcast, uh, which you've kindly downloaded. Thanks for doing that. Um still with me is Ben Nagel. Hi Ben. Hello. Uh, John's had to go because we are forty four minutes later than we said we'd finish <laughs> the show. Um happens every week now, it, it? it? does happen every week. I am going to have to admit that the show is longer than an hour, I think. Um mm. it's become embarrassing, frankly. Um
2: We have we have a show doc every week and it has the kind of the timings of when everything should happen mm. and mm. every week on the first one we we kinda of lose kinda of come out of kilter and then the whole show we're trying to catch up and it never that's happens.
1: It. that's why i end up speaking quicker and quicker and like, <laughs> as the show goes on trying to catch us up it infuriated mark last week to the point where we had a row in the, in the first recording <laughs> of the introduction but um, <laughs> fun times um but i think it was, a, it was a decent enough show that you're about to hear i think you'll enjoy it yeah, and some definitely. fantastic yeah. contributions from listeners uh you know good, good figures today as well nice lots of people listening in live it's very, very nice of you to do so. Those of you listening to the podcast, don't think that we don't appreciate you. But if you want to get your say as well, don't forget you can email us during the week, radio at homestyle.net, or just tweet us, at whole radio. It's fine. Any reaction you've got? Anything you want us to talk about? Um See, next week is the last show where we'll be reviewing any actual football matches. Um There'll be a special that we'll uh, do record at... Mm. Do record? That we will record <laughs> Uh, my brain has melted completely. But we will record at the Six Aside tournament. Um, we're going to do. I haven't really spoken to anyone about this other than Mikey, who's very rarely ever here. But we'll, we'll record some stuff during the actual tournament itself, and then afterwards, where we're having a, a couple of drinks in the bar at the couple. ground. Yeah, well, twelve or so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, we'll do. We'll record something of a show afterwards as well, and that will go out on the, the Sunday after, if I manage to edit it in time yeah i have to edit as well now oh. and then after that we'll do a proper end of season show where we'll try and round up as many guests and things like that as we can but i've still got to actually put that in motion and considering how rubbish i am at sorting out guests and things I'm not sure when that'll happen but anyway i've probably rambled on for easily long enough we'll uh we'll do a quick outro later on actually we had a conversation uh, last week john is it an outroduction john ben uh, yeah, Out. yeah we'll go outroduction
2: yeah let's do is that. It, is that
1: is that what it is though is it an outroduction I don't think so but we can call it that alright well we'll do we'll do an outroduction so enjoy <laughs> the show and uh, we'll be back with the outroduction in a bit um, yeah Ben you have to be quiet again now so I'll work out when yeah, you start right, got, so. it, got, got it got it Hosedale yeah. Radio field into the hat astonishing of all the unlikely heroes it's Scandal From Hello, good evening, and welcome to Holmesdale Radio. We've made it on air, lads. We've made it. Just, oh, yes. it's, all, oh, it's yes. all gone smoothly, Chris. It was. We've had a. We've had a bit of a. An evening of it. Well, mainly me. Um, we very nearly didn't join you, but here we are, ready for uh, another tremendous show covering the next, uh, next, whew, last seven days in the. uh in the life of Crystal Palace Football Club. Welcome. Um, I've got with me today, I've got Ben Nagel and John Burgess. But just before I have a chat with them, let me remind you of those, the ways you can get in contact with us today. Oh, we're on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio with your message. And Ben is manning the Twitter lines. And they're Twitter sure lines. There aren't Twitter lines, are there? But anyway, uh, you can message us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Uh, If you want to go to the chat room, hopefully there's a few lads in there. It's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, Don't do any of the things they ask you to do if you're new in there. Um, You can email us. It's radio at radio. That is not radio. Radio at homestyle.net. Or you can give us a call at any point. It's 0208 123 1646. Calls will be charged at your local rate and will come out of your mobile bundle. Heaven forbid. Right. We've got loads of things to do today. Um, Just quick rundown of that we've got some we've called them hot topics again I'm going to have to change that wording I don't like it uh, we're going to have a quick chat with Tony Werner who did something called Brum or Bust if you don't know what that is you will soon find out um, it was an amazing achievement and he's raised an awful lot of money and hopefully he'll be able to raise some more with your support um, we'll also have a sort of quick look over the message boards I think we're going to talk about a thread called do we really need a new striker that appeared on Homesdale.net, and from the BBS there was a thread based on a, an article uh, from a neutral fan that said, uh, should palace, palace, cash in on their assets in the summer. Uh, will I get a bit of reaction to that from the lads? Um, after that, we'll review the Portsmouth game and not a great deal of detail because I didn't get a chance to write much about it before the show. Um, so we'll have a quick chat about that and people's general reactions to that performance. Then we'll look at what happened yesterday up at Reading, uh, in what was a very positive two, two draw. Uh, After that, we'll look ahead to the Cardiff game, um, which has got some significance to it now. uh, Well, certainly um, more than it had uh, before the Reading game, I'd say. So um, hopefully, uh, we'll have a few. Well, Aaron Mitchell has done some work on that for me. I haven't read what it was, but hopefully that'll be good. And uh, then we'll round up all of your communication. Well, that's a bit of a packed show, lads, um, but hopefully we'll get through it all right. Um, How have you been, John? Not spoken to you in a while.
3: No, i try and avoid you, but you managed to catch me today, which was pretty <laughs> unfortunate for me, really.
1: Yeah, I did sort of guilt trip you into presenting today, but it is much appreciated, as always. Um, how have you found things of late at Palace? Uh,
3: it's been a bit, well, it's been a bit stale, is not it? I mean, it's just the end of the season. I can understand it all. I'm just looking forward to, uh, to next season now, to be honest with you.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll get your thoughts on, uh, on Chris Martin later on as well. She <laughs> so was stressing them before the show. Um, uh, Benjamin, how the devil good are you? Good evening.
2: Yeah, good. Thank you. Very good. Um, knackered actually. I had a had a nice little run earlier. I understand you were going for one later. I was mm. watching the London Marathon this morning and felt a little bit. You know, a bit lazy that I wasn't doing nothing, so I thought I'd go out for my own little run. But yes, it hasn't done me any good.
1: Yeah. How much did you raise on your run?
2: Oh um Nothing. No, yeah, 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 nothing. Barely.
1: Um, yeah,
2: well, um. But, well, we should say well done to, to the CPFC fans who, who did it. Yeah, I know yeah, a couple, Mike Rankin and, and Andy Street, who ran the marathon, so well done to them.
1: That's true, yeah, fantastic. I mean, obviously they've all got their own individual causes, but, um, but yeah, what, what a great thing to do. I think I could, couldn't run 26 miles myself. I might be able to run 2.6, 2.6. I don't even think that. 20, 26 metres, still be good for them. But, um, but having said that, we're all playing in the 6... <clears throat> Six aside a tournament at sellers yeah. fairly soon, That'd so that's worth coming along to watch. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that the A team, or the other teams, I like to call you, has just <laughs> been rejected by the cheerleaders.
1: Oh, that seems pretty harsh. <laughs>
3: I, don't, I don't know if you can confirm that, Ben.
1: I just uh, I don't know um, <laughs> just a, Sorry, we're not, we're not on air or anything. but I well, says,
2: I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, that's pretty much that's a reject- pretty much rejected. I'd say. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the so, good-looking
1: girl yeah. says, "I'll get back to you, right? That's <laughs> yeah, I, that is true. I've heard. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right, right. We are then, lads. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's get moving. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is is give is give Tony Werner a ring on his on his home number. So you'll hear a ringing sound fairly shortly um but obviously usually i do struggle with this sort of thing and have to pad out a while but i've, I've got it ready to click a button and hopefully we should hear that ringing sound very very i can't hear the ring yes i can there it is hello hello tony it's chris Hambling. you're live hello, on Homestyle our radio how you doing mate i'm not too bad um right let's just get straight onto it since uh, we've been mumbling for quite a while already <laughs> um okay so brum or bust do you want to take us through what it was
4: Uh, Yeah, basically it was um, a challenge I put together to raise money for Diabetes UK. Um, I chose Diabetes UK um, as my mum had passed away as a result of diabetes about five years ago. And um, I thought that um, I wanted to come up with a challenge which was original, um, combined Palace... And, um, also combined, um, a new love I had for, um, triathlon as well, and doing triathlon events. I mean, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not a seasoned athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a 43-year-old guy, normal bloke. I took up running about four years ago just by doing, um, a 5K park run down at Roundshaw. Yeah. And, um, sort of developed from there. So, Thinking it was 2012, an Olympic sport, a triathlon is an Olympic sport. I wanted to come up with something that's to say combined Haddis, go going to an away game and um, use the triathlon disciples, you know. So, um, do you want, do you want me to run through what I did each day?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I've got I've got, that, I've got a list of that here, but it'd probably be yeah. better coming from you, from yourself actually, yeah.
4: So. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, say, the the Saturday was the Forest game, the Forest Hand mm. game, and um, what I did was start with um, a mile. Swim in the cold water at um, Tooting Lido. Oh yeah. And um, followed that up with a 10k run with about 10 other Pally fans. And we ran to Sellers Park on the <laughs> Saturday, and um, we got reception on the pitch at halftime, which was fantastic. Mm, and yeah, um, A bit of an interview there with um, Terry Byfield, so that was great. Mm, um, nice. On the Sunday, I took part in the um, Croydon Half Marathon, and then as soon as I'd done that, I did a 40km bike ride, road bike ride. <laughs> Um, around um, Godston, the north down, so that's quite a tough, tough one. Um, yeah. On the Monday, started at the um, White Horse pub and um, cycled up to Tooting to do another swim. Now, unfortunately, I actually managed to forget my wetsuit that day, <laughs> and um, the temperature in the pool was about 10 degrees, which is about sort of similar to what you get in a coat machine, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, so it was very, very cold, and um, it was a real, real struggle to do the swim for there. So straight out there onto my bike again, And then up to Brentford and uh, joined the uh, Grand Union Canal, which I cycled, basically followed up um, north all the way to Birmingham over the next few days. Mm -hmm. Um, Every other day I did a half marathon. So say on the Tuesday, Milton Keynes, I did um, a half marathon distance with a guy who's done 10 marathons in 10 days. Oh, uh, there was a guy I found on the internet, a little team's running club, and he was good enough to come out and uh, run with me and a couple of uh, uh, mates of mine, also Palace fans as well. Yeah. And um, So I did half marathon every other day and um, a, a mile swim every other day. Sort of, uh, so it was back combined with the, the cycle up to Birmingham um, doing those events. Um, nice. on, on, the, on the Saturday, when we were playing Birmingham, I wanted to finish with an Olympic distance triathlon, which... Um, meant that i had to swim in a lake up there which is a, a mile swim again followed by a 40k bike ride and then a 10 kilometer run finishing at st andrews
1: oh my word i'll tell you i'm absolutely i'm dripping with sweat just listening to it <laughs> <But> <laughs> you
4: know what? It, was, it, it actually turned into be more of a challenge than i actually thought it was going to be i thought for some reason that i'd be getting to these places in the different towns i was traveling to and sort of like mm. getting there about two o'clock sort of thing, and then thinking, oh, I've got loads of time, I'm going to be bored out of my brain, started so thinking, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? But mm-hmm. well, it was nothing like that. I, what I hadn't taken into consideration was that cycling along um, Canal Towpath Pass, like, there's actually thousands of thorns all over the place, so I was getting punches all over the time, mm-hmm. um, so I ended up getting, sort of, one day I had about sort of 16 punches. Um, it, the weather went berserk, I don't know if you recall, but it's a couple of weeks ago, but um, on the Wednesday it was get, it was snowing just north of Birmingham. Yeah. So the the wind was like just blowing in, you know. It felt like about 60 miles an hour. That was it was just like minus. It felt really really cold, you know. And I'm going along cycling shorts in the in this rain, and the, and because I was being delayed on the on the canal routes, these um canal path routes, they're just like cycling on um you know like a farmer's muddy field sort of thing. You're going up and down all the time, so it's really tough while you're on a motorbike, while you're on a, sorry on a on a cycle going up and down all the time. So it takes you a lot longer. So that combined with the punctures meant that on one day when I got to Rugby be on one day for Milton Keynes. I got in there about 8 o'clock in the evening and then of course I'm then facing having to do a long swim as well. Now yeah. I, I normally, I'm, I normally get up in the morning, there's no problem at all, as soon as it's light, get up, out and, you know, and you're away. I was waking up just staring at the ceiling for about an hour and a half because I really don't want to even get up, let alone get on a bike again. You know, that saddle was just killing me after about two days. So it was a, it was a tough challenge. Yeah, you
1: know. it's absolutely unbelievable, Tony. I mean, just like I said, just, just listening to that list, but I mean, I saw a few things from you on Twitter and things like that. I mean, again, you could just, you couldn't really predict that weather no. <laughs> coming really, could you? But I mean, I heard, obviously you said that you, you ran with it with people. Is that something that's kind of vital when you do something like this to get other people around you?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, um, I think what I wanted to say, what I wanted to do, was then was to have something that that was original, to yeah. get other people to buy into as well. You know, that could actually do it. Because I mean, if you look at these things, like you know. Um, I think and it seems to be a common thing that people do as well, look at that John Bishop thing. there, he was doing it, he was having other people come and run with him and support him at different stages and it was a real yeah. big benefit for me and it was, it was great, do you know what I mean, there was um, other other Palace fans who, you know, I didn't know, who um, came along and ran with me at the, at the first section and um, it was great to be able to do something like that and, and say do it with other people and, um, you know, get them to sort of take part in it and buy into what we're doing, you know, trying to do and raise mm-hmm. some money. I mean, um, at the White Horse Pub, they had an event there where they raised about £500 um, auctioning different items and, you know, everyone was all about it and, you know, everyone's been absolutely fantastic to say. All the people at the club um, have supported it. Um, I mean, I've raised about well, on my Just Giving site at the moment, I've raised yep. £3,400 £3, so far, so it's been absolutely superb.
1: I mean, you've absolutely smashed your, your target at 2500 yeah. but obviously you, people, people can still make donations. So. you can,
4: yeah. I mean, I've set up a blog, which is um, brummelbus.com. Um, there's a few photographs and a bit of sort of story of information that I've sort of added to there as I was doing a different event as I was going along. Uh, but there's a link on there to my Just Giving page, and uh, that'll be live for about two or three more months. Um, as more donations come in, I mean, I had been promised by a few other people some more donations as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get as much as I possibly can. Obviously, I mean, diabetes is a, is a, as I say, affected my, um, it's not my family, and um, it's a horrible disease. And um, unfortunately, it seems to be on the on the rise as well. You know, um, I mean, you only know that from the you know news articles. And um, Diabetes UK is a fantastic charity. It basically campaigns, um, you know, for the rights of people suffering the disease and uh, and awareness as well. And there's some you know, if you go do search up, search on Google, um, for their website, there's um, you know, tests that you can do yourself answering questions and things like that to see if you're at risk of diabetes and mm-hmm. there's you know, just great information on there and, and so they they can you know, campaign for the rights for people and it's just a great charity.
1: Absolutely. Well Tony, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, but obviously can We'll, we'll put links up on, uh, on the, on the websites and on our Twitter Fantastic. to get people to donate to you. Nice. You'll get a donation from myself and I'll get paid in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> at the great. very least. Great. So you at least get that reward. Um, well, do but we'll, you know
4: what I'm thinking about doing next? go on <laughs> I'm thinking look at this cycle route one it goes from Dover to the top of the Shetland Islands I think I might do that in a couple of years that sounds quite <laughs> mad so yeah quite a fancy having a go at that
1: <laughs> yes, that's absolutely insane mate I've got nothing respect for you it's what a fantastic thing to do uh, no but
4: thank you for your support as well mate it's bad. No,
1: you take care now
4: and just take care cheers mate bye just bye
1: well that that yeah I <laughs> don't believe don't anymore. Say anymore really what an amazing bloke Uh to, to, even have attempted that. It's great, obviously, a lot, like I say with, with the London Marathon. And obviously with the, with the guys who did the walk to Reading as well, um, which, which hopefully, well, we'll cover in a bit more detail next week because they'll be still taking some donations as well. But like, to, to just, you, everyone's got their cause and, and, but, but Tony's got his, his cause for diabetes and he's got his, got his reasons. And, well, he, like I say, he's, he's raised over 3,000, over 3,400 pounds and hopefully with your help, he can raise a bit more as well um so thank you to thank you to tony for his time and obviously what what an amazing thing uh ben
2: Mm, yeah well i've just been on his his just giving site and to have raised 136 percent of his target is is overwhelming really but yeah like he says that the just giving page is still open that's www.justgiving.com forward slash brum or bust so it's easy to get to and he's got he's got the uh the twitter page as well so it's all on on the homestyle radio twitter if you want to Go on there and
1: find the link, access it, and I'll try. I, I,
3: feel, I feel a bit misled by the whole thing, to be honest.
1: <laughs> What's the like, it,
3: at, the, at the start, he said, Oh, I'm, I'm not super fit or anything, I'm just an average <laughs> bloke, right? That's that's made me feel terrible about myself.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. not
3: only is he got, oh, he clearly got, you know, a heart goal for doing it, but mm. he clearly is a super fit man, because to do all that, you have to be, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. A, I'm knackered just thinking it
3: makes me pretty worried what I'm going to come up against if that's the average man in this six-a-side tournament Chris.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> think we're a bit further below average than we thought no what, what amazing guys
3: <laughs> expectations um,
1: lowering no i see and, and definitely a, a big shout out to the, the guys who did the walk to to reading as well you you know another fantastic thing i know people putting themselves through a lot of pain on that one as well i know poor Ali forest hillbilly managed to give himself medically unsafe blisters i believe so well done mate <laughs> good one i'm not sure he quite made it but but um what uh yeah what a great thing i've seen all the the pictures and all the various things from that i know um Hibby Stew on Homesdale and his, his son Fraser, I think he's, think he is. I think they, they did the whole thing as well. Got, got themselves to Reading. There's various other people, um, who I've seen about and just, yeah, what I mean, that again, that's, that's raised a fortune already and we'll give that a nice plug next week, um, to try and get a bit more cash for them. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about the, um, Fred on Homesdale started by Liam T who will be playing in the first team for Whole Radio. Um, will he? No, I think he's in your team, John, actually the, the uh, winning team the winning team yeah that's actually true uh, but he started a, a thread over whether or not we actually ne- needed a new striker now he started that thread I think either just after or just before the Portsmouth game so um uh, yeah just after yeah because after Pedro's performance and there was a quite a strong reaction there so I've, I've been talking a lot I want to get your reactions first so John do first of all do we need a new striker yes <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that is it. Yeah. Ben, you, you agree?
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Cause as soon as Murray plays well, like he did yesterday, people are saying, oh yeah, maybe, maybe Murray and Pedroza could be, you know, a great partnership up front and things like that. But, you know, when they have a bad game, it's, oh, we need, we need a new striker. So, you know, people seem to change their views with, with the way that the team play, you know, from one game to another. But I do think, yeah, another striker is, is needed over the summer.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, oh yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, everyone talks about uh Glenn Murray being the the sort of guy who who will score the goals, and he's not getting the service. And and that seems to be the crux of the argument on the on that particular fit as well. It, it's that what's the point in in getting all a new striker if you're not creating in the chances? Um I, I kind of fit somewhere in between really because although although I do believe that's a very good point and I do believe we're not creating enough. Um that I also say consistency from, uh, from our strikers has been, has been sort of, well, it's been on the wane. I, I, I just think the second half in 2012, we've just not put away the same percentage of chances that we created in the, as we did in, in sort of the latter half of 2011. So for me, I, I think there's a case to say that we, we, you know, we've got to go out and look at a striker, but I, I agree with in mean, that I don't think potentially it's a priority. I think that we've got to look to the midfield, um, but, you know, specifically that left wing really, Um, in terms of problems. John, you seem to be having a problem hearing, Um, I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll sort that out in a moment. But, um,
3: I, I, I can hear you for now and mm. honestly and I know this is probably getting on this probably a lot earlier than I wanted to oh, yes. but the issue's been martin for me
1: <laughs> right okay
3: right. It just I don't know since he's come into the into the squad he's just not fitted in outside of play and no. tried to build around him when I think actually we've got players who can do that job better already at the club I think he came in now, clearly he's got quality, just doesn't fit in with the rest of this score, with the rest of this team.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of, I'm torn because he's, he scored goals for us. He scored probably more goals than any of the other strikers. Um, but I, I can kind of see where people get frustrated. I mean, he's not our player for a start and that immediately sort of kind of puts him at a different disadvantage when people are judging, judging him. Um, and he has, he he's, his form is erratic. You know, he's not, not contributing much all the time i just realized i didn't start recording the podcast at the start of the show that's good news isn't it lads don't worry about i've got a backup it's all right we don't have to do it all again um but uh, yeah i mean Ma- martin I-, I understand you i mean you're not by any means the only person who doesn't rate him um and if we are going to sign a forward which i which i believe we probably will be um i really personally i, I don't want it to be him either so you know i, I kind of well,
3: i don't for the amount of money that's been touted at Reports of 1.2 million pounds mm. from Brighton.
1: I mean, <laughs> in, in, in our, in, <laughs> let, them, let them
3: spend 1.2 million pounds on Chris Martin. He may in, do well for them. The thing is, he may yeah. fit into their style of play better. He just doesn't really fit into our style of play. I would rather play Ambrose or preferably Williams in that position. Anyway, I think they offer a lot more. Mm. And I think we've adapted our style of play since he's come in to that sort of one up front.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not convinced that we'd have. We'd have even got him if, if Williams hadn't got injured. Cause I think Williams had just made that impact, uh, in, in that position, sort of just in behind the, um, in behind the front players there. But like, he, he's kind of, he's been brought in to do that job, but I don't necessarily think it's the right job for him. I think I kind of agree with what you're saying there. But, um, yeah. So
3: I'd just, I'd just rather see someone like, let's say, Williams going forward. Like in that position, or Ambrose, because I think Ambrose—that's probably his best position, rather than being stuck out wide. Because oh. no, I think actually he's a more clinical finisher, finisher mm. than Chris Martin. And, yeah, I... and in the, in that position, Martin should be scoring a lot more goals than he does, given how that forward play is built around his position, really. Mm. Yeah, Why the formation is as it is.
1: It's a it's a dangerous argument to go into when we start talking about Ambrose's position, because I get very very. Defensive about the fact that he, I mean, he's always played wide. He always has his best season for us. He played wide, but he just played further forward, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, we won't, let's not get into that now, John, because, um, because we'll never get through the show if we do.
2: Just really quickly, looking yeah. at the, the squad that we've got, surely we've got enough players to be able to create a good partnership there. You know, you look at who we've got up top. We've got Murray, Easter, Scannel, Martin, Pedroza, Apaya. There's so many players that we could form some sort of partnership out of, but you know, it's whether, we can afford to wait for it to click into plate or, or whether yeah. we do need to do something well, more, more quickly. Well on
1: that on that subject, Ben, there was a tweet earlier earlier in the week from uh, I think it was just after uh just probably just after the reading game, to be honest. And um uh, the reading game, Portsmouth game. And uh, it was um from Wayne Gallagher, who's on Twitter as at Wayne underscore D. he he said that Murray and Pedroza are a possible dream partnership up front. One's big, one's and one and big one's big and strong. One small and quick. AJ and ships. Um, what do you think of that one? It, it, uh, oh, first it's, of all, have you, I mean the big the big and small front two kind of thing has been a tactic used for years. So can it work for us?
2: Well, yeah. Petrov is obviously a player that we haven't seen very much of, so we don't know what he's capable of. But you know, from everything that we've heard and the way that he's played, you know, very recently, it's you know things are looking good for him. And Murray, the way he played against Redding yesterday was was very good by all accounts so you know that's that's a possibility but like i said can we afford to wait for that partnership to click into place
1: yeah oh, i think that's that's the question and we haven't got the most patient of fans at the best of times ben i've noticed from my uh my mobile phone that was quite near me uh and still logged into the Homesdale twitter account homestead radio yes. twitter account that there's an awful lot of tweets to get through do you want to start on some of them
2: I uh, will if you can give me about 10 seconds to find where I'm going. Oh, my no, God. I've got it. No, I've got it. i got it. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: go okay.
2: On. I'm going to read some tweets out. First of all, we've had one from Kieran Nash, who CPSC underscore Nash 96. And he said, we need a new striker who can score goals if Dougie's listening buy Moses back. So I don't know. don't quite know if, if we'll be able to get Moses back as every team in the premiership seems to be fancying him at the moment. But, yeah, player, something like like that would be nice, I guess.
1: I oh, Jerry's giving us a bell at the moment. Jerry, if you hear this, I'm not able to answer it at the moment, but uh, give us a shout a bit later on and we will, and we will talk to you because right at I the minute, mean, Ben's got a hell of a lot of communication to get through first. Um,
2: <laughs> one more tweet from Lee Ward that I can read out is, uh, yeah. shame to say I can't listen tonight, but I think yesterday Murray had his best game in a CPFC shirt. Next season, I think Murray and Pedroza could be our key to success. That's another one that's, that's touted Murray and Pedroza. So.
1: Yeah. I did notice that, uh, Hippie Stu got in touch to say good one, one game for me to my 100% attendance for the season and pre-season. Good luck. Thanks for that, Stu. It was very, very nice of you. Claire's made it clear it wasn't a rejection. She just doesn't. Yeah, no, hit.
2: that's good. We're, we're going to stick with that. And then Sam Ward said that he can be our cheerleader if we want. He's <laughs> six foot one, 17 years old. So maybe that's uh, one to add to the list.
1: That's kind of terrifying, Sam. We'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back
4: to you on that one. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, but obviously, uh, keep, Keep communicating. Uh, Ben will be there, although I'm not, can't be certainly be paying attention throughout the entire show because he rarely does, but. Oh, here we go. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised you heard that, Ben. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> he heard that, didn't you? Um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah. And thanks to, there's some other kind messages on there. Thank you, everyone. We'll, we'll try oh, and get to I've got more. one more, one more. If oh, go on. For God's sake. Richard
2: Green has said he completely agrees with Burgess's sentiments. Re Martin, Ambrose role behind the main striker.
1: I completely agree with Richard referring to Burgess by his surname only. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't it? All, like, Burge. all Burgess.
3: Uh, all, right. all I can say is Richard is is a man who knows he knows his stuff, and he's right by agreeing with me.
1: <laughs> 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 oh dear. Okay, the next the next thread we're going to talk about before we get into the review is um.
3: Can I just quickly come to w- the? I, I wanted to go to the uh, Pedroza Murray thing. Yeah, go. on. Because, the, well, from what I understand, there's, there's a very high possibility that Antonio Pardos is not going to be with us next season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: um, yeah. He's going to be on his way back to Mexico.
1: Well, Dougie's most recent comments on that were that he was homesick and that Palace could have done a bit more with hindsight to, to help him settle. I'll tell you, it would be a he real shame.
3: He also said if he wanted to go, he wouldn't stand in his way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, that's a shame, and I think I think Pedroza's got a lot to offer. I do. Look, I think he's shown that recently. I don't know that he's going to get as much game time as he wants. So that's the problem. I think, in terms of a playing perspective, I think people like Scanner and Zahar are going to be ahead of him.
1: Honestly, if he plays like he has in the last two games, he he will play more often than not. I genuinely feel <laughs> it. But it is worth pointing out that it's not a case of Dougie not putting him in at the right time and all. Well. Maybe he'd been ready a little bit earlier on. I don't re- don't really know, but I will tell you, when he played against East, Gre- East Grinstead season, he looked he looked the worst player on the pitch, including East Grinstead's team. And that's not be. Dis- <laughs> I, I,
3: I heard exactly the same yeah. thing. this
1: so. be mean, disrespectful to him, he just hadn't he hadn't got any clue about the pace of the game. He he's a quick player, but he looks slow. It's it's weird to say. Um, you know, he got one one chance, but he wasn't making the right runs. He wasn't in the right positions for a for a forward. But then you see him play against Portsmouth, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. And he was he was everything a forward should be. Uh, and we haven't actually seen that from our forward because usually he's been on his own and isolated and looking 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 to knock the ball back. But Pedroza was just forward facing. He didn't. He wasn't interested in going back. He was just interested in getting the ball in an advanced position, which I thought was you know, vital in, in that game. But
3: I, th- I think I think two things though. I mean, one, it was interesting he didn't then go and play against Reading. Having said that, Murray <laughs> played very well by all accounts. But I would like to see Pedroza get his chance um mm. in, in the last game of the season, you yeah, know, in front of yeah. the home fans. You know, so we we can all take a look at him and then, you know, we can, we can welcome him into the, into the palace community properly if he exactly. gets a start against Cardiff and then he won't feel homesick anymore because he'll be at home.
1: Exactly. Um, I, I do feel for the guy, I really do. Um, like I say, what, what is worth noting is that when he didn't start against, against Reading is that Wilf started a lot alongside Murray and we I say we will come to that, but, but that didn't look too bad a move. I have to say in the end because Wilf, Wilf obviously wants to play up front as well. Just put that, put that out there. And he showed the right instincts and the right ability. Something
3: uh, I've been saying all season.
1: Yeah, it is, John. All right. <laughs> um, well, um, we'll come to that though. Um, but yeah. So the next thread was, we'll have to do this pretty quickly. Was should Palace cash in on their assets in the summer? Uh, the obvious answer is no. No, they bloody shouldn't. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but there is something, there is something to debate between us in, in terms of, the value in I think what was pointed to was Reading. Reading sold Matt Mills, um, who was a you know, fairly inspirational defender for them, uh, and they sold Shane Long. Uh, they got something like $10-11 million in on for the, for those two players. So you're looking at both both their strongest players being being sold, right? And they've won the league. So. The argument is: Could we potentially, with money from from a Zaha leaving, I oh, did it did that thing from a Zaha or a client, or uh, why did I say it like that? I hate you, Chris. Oh, I hate me as well. But you know what I'm trying to say in a ridiculously cliched manner.
3: Absolutely, you are. I think a lot a lot of it's going to be out of our hands. To be honest, mm. I think there's, there's there's that side of the argument: should we, shouldn't we? But also, they've got a very experienced and very capable manager in Brian McDermott, who's absolutely genius as a manager and we've got Dougie still learning and I think he could easily be as good as that one day but maybe isn't there yet mm. I think he needs to keep some of his best assets
1: all right um, La- yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah last word on that Ben well yeah well the article
2: just seems to list our players and say why we should sell them which I don't think is very positive at all but <laughs> obviously I think some assets will be will be cashed in on at the end of the season but but by no means should we be you know looking at in, we shouldn't be looking at it as though we need to sell all our players, essentially. Like, maybe a couple, but don't be going into the summer thinking, right, we're yeah. going to get rid of this player, this player, this player. If it happens, it happens and we, and we buy another player that's equally as good or, or better. But yeah, mm. we shouldn't be trying to It's
1: sell. It's always hard to replace your, your best players, no matter, even if you've got the money. Yes, you might be able to buy three players for, for one Wilf Zaha, but none of them will be as good as Wilf. And none of them will, will probably have the same impact that he has. You got to be lucky, you know. And we've we've never been lucky when we spend big money. Um, that's, well, we're not go- we're
3: not going to spend big money. Twenty ten have said on numerous occasions we are not going to spend that kind of money mm. on one player anymore. That's just not going to happen, yeah. you know, because we we've just been rubbish at it, as you say. So it's <laughs> it's not going to happen. So you know, yeah, you can buy three players, but they take up three play three places on the team sheet, and like we'll takes that one.
1: Correct. And obviously, you know, you, you you say you want to improve. You want to, you want to send the right message out as well. Um, Absolutely. But having said that, you don't want to deny a player, um, a chance to progress as well. So there's a balancing act there that we, we've probably talked around all these issues all season, really. I I think think Wilf
3: will still be here next season. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious to most that Klein's off and Mm. that's the position we're going to have to look to strengthen. Um, yeah, I think we'll get some money from that. And I think if we reinvest that in the squad, it's about strength in depth. We just don't have the strength in depth within our squad to no, be we, able to compete as we did at the first half of the season yeah, for the whole been, season.
1: It's been painfully obvious of, in recent weeks, although we, we saw you know, a very, very spirited performance yesterday. Uh, but he said it
3: all season. He just said we've got a good, on, our, on our day, we've got a good squad and we do. But do you need to have be able to rotate your squad enough to be able to keep those players fresh? And if you look at like Jonathan Parr he must be running on absolute fumes right now mm. because he's what, played forty odd games or something.
1: Oh, it's nice in, in, in the seventies. In if you count, if you if you count his season in in Norway before he came to us, he's, he's played over seventy matches. It's ridiculous. But um but he's, he's still, you know, when he plays, he's still one of the best players on the pitch in my view. Absolutely. As well. Every time. So, but anyway, let's let's talk about Portsmouth. Um, unless there's any um, tweets that are imme- have that need immediate attention, Ben.
2: Um, not really. There's somebody that's, that's speaking about Cardiff that I'll get to you later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, not much else on on that, to be honest.
1: All right, mate. Well, as we get into into Portsmouth and as we get into uh, the Reading game, if anything becomes relevant, just scream at me. I will do. Don't scream. Jeff, so, so, no, 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 not too loud. All right, not too loud. Um, okay, so yeah, port, um, we went to Portsmouth on, on Tuesday night. Um, it was a, yeah, it was an interesting day. I personally don't remember a huge amount of it. It was, um, one of those again, but, <laughs> but it was a very, what, brief, a match uh, day. Yeah, match day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very enjoyable trip and, um, yeah, I, yeah, I had, a, I had a good, good one, really. Um, we lined up in our usual, well, four two three one, I think it is now. Um, with, uh, the, obviously the main news being Pedroza starting, but, but we found out sort of after the game that Murray was due to start up top with him, um, which I imagine would have ended that we would end up in a four, four, two, but, um, but as it was, Murray, Murray was ill on the bus, uh, before the game. So, um, we ended up with, with Chris Martin up there, which John was no doubt delighted about. Um, and what we saw Yay. was, <laughs> and what we saw was, it was a pretty even game to begin with. Um, we, we sort of, I wouldn't say we were that much better than them, but we were definitely better. And, and we were attacking a lot more than in recent weeks. Um, but, I mean, defensively, we left quite a lot of space with, for Portsmouth in midfield. And, and there were a few nearly moments for them, uh, it was you know, with long-range efforts and just a few things like that. But we invited a bit of pressure on that back four. Uh, and it, and in the end, it, it was a very, very lucky first goal for Portsmouth, but it was a goal nonetheless. And Scotch, Scott Allen, as we nicknamed him in pre-show. Um, <laughs> here's John's back for Scotch, uh, for Scotchy Scott Allen. Um, he, he, that was his second ever goal, ever. Uh, and his first goal was, uh, on loan at Forfa when he was a Dundee player. Um, do you remember against who Livingston. that, it was against Livingston, that first goal
3: in his last um, game
1: for And Forth- he's, his current, yeah, in his last game before before what? Before going back?
3: Before going back to Dundee, yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks for that, John. Um, obviously, right. the I've reason... You've got,
3: the re- got, the got re- to do your research, Chris, haven't you? That's
1: it. Now, the reason we looked that up is I'd never heard of Scott Allen before, frankly. And he's on loan there from from West Bromwich Albion. Um, obviously, they have a depleted squad now to get some players in. But but there you go. Um, against the run of play, took a huge deflection off of Klein. Otherwise, I think it was going... Going well, well wide to the left I of the goal. The highlights
3: of that did it hit Klein in the face?
1: I'm not sure if it was the face or his back leg. He sort of turned, and it's, it's not amazingly clear. I'm not saying his face is that close to his back leg, but it's the angle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the angle you've got of the camera. It kind of like it, the way it spoons off was just like uh, ah, so fr- so frustrating. But I mean, it wasn't. It was not deserved from Portsmouth, but they were fighting for their lives, and it gave them a bit of impetus. And after that. You know, they, they were probably a bit more in the game than they were before the, the lucky goal. Um, and then, yeah, we made the, the sort of later on in the game, uh, an absolute, you know, rookie error, just let, leave a defender unmarked back post. Um, it sort of just came, headed it back in towards the goal. And it just came off Spironi, went in, Greg Halford gets going with 2-0 down. You're thinking, very frustrating to be in this situation they need it more than us. And, you know, let's just see what we do. And a, a few changes, Apaya came on, uh, for Martin, um, a little bit after that par went off and Ambrose came on. Uh, and again, late on scandal went, came on for Pedroza, but Pedroza was the man who sort of got, got the best of our chances. And again, as I was saying, when we were talking before, it was, he was just very, very forward thinking. He was always looking to make a run off, off the back of the the last man and just, yeah, just kept himself involved the whole time. Um, and really, is his chance, uh, hopefully if you've seen the highlights, he got, got put well through on goal um, and lifted it over the keeper and unfortunately went over the over the crossbar. And he managed to hit the post later on in the second half as well. So he was our really our main threat um, until sort of, well, fairly late on, 70-ish minutes, I can't really remember, <laughs> was uh, when young Wolf Sahar got tripped in the box. so uh, we
3: time the game in pints, Chris?
1: Less not, it'll be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it'll be really what, bad. was that only number two?
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I did after the game in a minute. But anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, so Zaha got got tripped, Ambrose put the ball in, and really we're, we're quite unlucky not to, to get something more out of the game, I think. To be honest, we, if we'd scored a quick equaliser, we definitely would have gone on to win. But but there you are. Portsmouth lived to fight another day, not, did them much good. And I wandered around after the game asking if anyone, if anyone knew the way to League One. Um, and a few, <laughs> and a few people, to be honest. But, um, I don't remember half the stuff I got told that like I said, but there we are. It was fun times. It's but, you kept um,
3: on asking Dave Kitson.
1: <laughs> probably did actually. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. No, uh, yeah, let's say it was, it's one of those games, but I think most people left that game very, very positive thinking that at least we've gone out and attacked and, and sort of experimented a bit. And and, and Ian Lyons, lyons as he likes to call himself, let's call him Lionzy as well. Lionzy emailed us during the week, uh, which is a good thing to do. Uh, and he said, "Evening lads, got to say, uh, being the first one on the boards to question Dougie's luck, lack of adaptability with formations, etc., just after Southampton away, I'm heartened to see him try new things, especially personnel. Uh, I appreciate that this is being forced on him, but will it will allow him to evaluate players in the right environment. Now is the time to do this. And to be honest, I couldn't, I could stomach losing every game from now on." Um, if Dougie learns less from it and fringe players get a chance to impress. I can see O'Keefe and Yedenak when back fit, being a great midfield pairing. I've been so impressed with O'Keefe since the shift he put in at Old Trafford, and he epitomises just what can happen if you give players a run in the side. I was also pleased to see Apaya and Pedroza, both who sounded lively at Fratton, get a run out as well. My only slight disappointment from the Portsmouth game that was Innes wasn't even on the bench. Surely it would have been an ideal game to play him in. Those that want Dougie out of which there's a very small minority and nowhere near as big as others as others on uh Homesdale suggest. So just chillax. Oh, I don't like portmanteau words like that. Anyway, and sharpen their knives ready for the halfway mark next season, just in case. Anyway, that's my usual drivel out of the way. Keep up the good work, Lionsy. Well cheers. There's a pl- there's plenty of uh sort of good points in there, but the O'Keefe Giddenac partnership. Um Ben, you haven't said a great deal. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think it works quite well to be honest. Jednak's a player that that you know, some people love him, some people hate him. He has good games, he has bad games. O'Keefe is a player that everyone seems to love, and he he always puts in a great performance in every place. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why that midfield pairing
1: can't work to be honest. Okay, well, John, O'Keefe, um, he's kind of well. He he has obviously impressed. He's he's con- con- constantly running and all that sort of stuff, and does the the sort of carrying and fetching work that he, that needs doing. But I've heard people say he's limited technically. Can you see that?
3: Yeah, I think he's limited technically, same as Wilf Zahar's limited technically. (laughs) There's only so far you can go. But I think it's rubbish. I think there's a possibility for Jednak O'Keefe. But it needs to allow for O'Keefe to go forward more. I think when he goes forward, he does really well. I mean, I think... Yeah, mm. uh, Wasn't it he who started The the Ambrose move off in Old Trafford
1: Yeah it
4: was, it was I'm
3: yeah, sorry yeah. it was him well, but you know what? He just, He's it. able to pick yeah. out a pass Which is what maybe Jednak sometimes Can't do Jednak you'll know within the first five minutes If he's going to make complete a single pass in the game mm. If he yeah. does one in the first five minutes He's going to have a stormer with the ball If he doesn't yeah. then it's, it's, it's all gone horribly wrong But O'Keefe's a bit more consistent I think mm. he's got a lot to offer Having said that Next season, I don't know if we played it my way, I wouldn't wouldn't see much of him. No, which is odd because I think I'd rather see us play with Williams in that position.
1: Yeah, well, as what, in a midfield two, you mean kind of thing.
3: Yeah, but just as a normal
1: midfield that's two, a normal midfielder.
3: or if you're going to have sitting back, then just Jednak sitting back. I think he's perfectly capable of doing it himself. And then have you can interchange it, and that's where the strength and depth comes in. You can interchange Jednak and O'Keefe. Hmm. I think they've both got it in their locker eventually to have to do the holding job by themselves.
4: Interesting. O'Kee-
3: O'Keefe maybe needs a couple more years before that. But Jednak's perfectly capable. He doesn't need KG sitting there right now.
1: No, I think I think at the moment it's... Well, I'm quite surprised given given how he was... Well, he was pretty much our big signing, if you like, KG. Big in in, in very many ways. But um, he he's oh, yeah. pretty much in... <laughs> and I don't mean like that. Jesus... <laughs> And my rebuttal sounded incredibly effeminate as well. <laughs> I'm definitely editing that out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> not that there is one recording at the moment, but, um, right. No, <laughs> I'm going to get away from that. No one, K, KG is doesn't seem to want anyone's preferred team list. So, um, that, that's a big change, but uh, back to O'Keefe, really. Um, I was I obviously, I was just asking the question. It's, I actually com- completely agree with you. The one thing I'd say about O'Keefe is although he, he, he's starting to seem to seems to start to believe a bit more now. He still plays he seems to be playing a little bit within himself. I think he's got a bit he's got more to offer than than Right now than he currently does. And that's not do you know what
3: do you know what I've seen though? The confidence in him. But, you know, but is you can tell, as you say, he is growing into it because he started arguing with referees, which is what someone in his position should be doing. Absolutely. And that you know, when you're sort of meant to be a defensive midfielder, you're meant to be a bit gritty and getting in people's faces a bit. Sean Derry was brilliant at it. Yeah. Jednak's not bad at it. And OK sort of learned that and exactly what you're saying, he's sort of grown into that. But yeah, he's still within himself. Yeah. He still just think he's, he's got that other gear. Kick into it eventually, and, it, and
1: it's like yeah. you say, said earlier when he gets he gets forward, um, and you see him take on a shot, and but but he he seems to delay before having that shot without. You, I'd just like to see him have the confidence to think, oh, what the hell, and he, he hit a couple of great shots against um, Birmingham. I think it was Birmingham I think, uh, where where he did a couple of long range efforts, and he can hit a, he can hit a good shot as well. So I'd like to see a bit more from him in, in that sense as well. But one yes. one more thing as
2: well that. Going back to John's point a minute ago, something that endeared a lot of Palace fans to O'Keefe is is a couple of weeks ago when Paddy made a, made a mistake and O'Keefe gave him a bit of a bollocking, and I think that's something that that feistiness is something that Palace fans like as well—that he's not afraid of, you know, to give his captain a word in his ear. So yeah, I think
1: that's I, that's something I, good as well. I didn't say that, but that that, that cheers me up no end. <laughs> I wouldn't personally have a go at Paddy myself. No, I wouldn't
3: I know. Do <laughs> you out. know what? I think he's been one of the highlights of my season, O'Keefe. He yeah. really has been. I mean, between him and Williams and to a lesser extent, maybe Cole De Silva as well, because we're just starting to something from him, but O'Keefe was one of the least inspiring signings, I think, I've, we've ever made, we made him, I thought, oh, that's another one we're not going to hear much from, and he's been brilliant, and Dougie yeah. clearly knew exactly what he was doing, because he brought him from um, Southend, didn't he?
1: That's it, that's another thing I actually wanted to mention, the Dougie's signings, have, I mean, now, now again, the only failure I kind of had really in my mind, Fritz Martin, <laughs> apart from Chris Martin was was originally was Pedroza I thought he's taken a risk on someone who's never going to make it but the last two games he's kind of kind of thrown that back in my face but, but uh, the
3: thing is it's sort of low cost risk isn't it yeah I mean, yeah Pedroza didn't cost a lot like we took it put in a pyre, didn't cost a lot but I think he's actually going to turn out to be a brilliant signing um in the long run and you know, I think it's that low low risk, but we've got quite a good. <coughs> I think that's a lot to do with the scouting system at, at Palace, but also Dougie's just he's just intuition as a as a football like a football person.
1: I mm. say so we obviously we've got Kemberin as as chief scout as well. Um, you know, there's a whole there's a whole scouting system going on there. So I, I just it, it, I feel that the club behind the scenes is is you know is is set up to be stronger than it's ever been, but. Um, but like I say, whoever is, whether it's definitely Dougie or whether, whether it's the whole t- the team as a whole, if you like, because I'm sure I'm sure Popovich was was responsible for Jednak, you know that sort of stuff. The whole team coming together and spotting this talent is is just so encouraging to me. Um But Ben, you want to? You've got a couple of tweets for us.
2: Yeah, one in from Jack Maddox. He said Jednak Williams and O'Keefe, the perfect midfield, and then Jonathan Lukots kind of backed him up with that and said. Palace must play Jen and O'Keefe in centre of midfield and play Williams out wide. Front two of Zaha and Murray. So something a little bit different, but something that I think would would definitely work.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen Williams play a few times out wide. Um, so he in, in some youth matches, sort of out on the left and out on and obviously he's right-footed, so he can play out on the right as well. But I, again, I, I kind of with John, I want to see him central because I feel he can. Although he's small, it doesn't make a difference to him. He, can, I think he's one who could really orchestrate things in midfield a little bit like how um you know, i've forgotten his bloody name what's what's your fella at arsenal called jack wilshire there you go <laughs> Oh a little bit like how he he before he was injured um sort of orchestrated things you know for them and sort of kept them ticking and i don't think williams can do that for us if we can hang on to him for a couple of seasons and really really drive us on but i can see where people are going but it's interesting everyone tends to pick a midfield three. uh well john hasn't but, but it's interesting that a lot of people still think about the system we play now and who can play in it and um, but well as we'll see against reading we play four four two and saw something a bit different um, yeah
3: i think williams for me has got to be in the center mainly because he can tackle as well people don't see much of that in williams but he is a good tackle he's very tenacious he's like a little jack russell snapping at your heels all the time and so he's not he's not like against doing defensive work, which is why I think he's wasted on the wing. I think he's, but the level of his passing, his short play passing, and his movement is also wasted on the wing.
1: Mm. No, that's a fair point. Um, there's a couple. There's actually, something I wanted to pick off uh, Twitter, Benjamin. It's yep. um, while while we we're at sort of the the peak period for listeners, uh, David Warren. Um, has tweeted. Uh, He's at Civic Palace on Twitter. And he's doing the Destination Dubai 2012. Um, Do you want
2: me to tell you a little bit about what
1: that's about? Good
2: man. Yeah, pretty much it's it's three former British soldiers and they're motorcycling 6,000 miles in two weeks from the UK to Dubai for help for heroes. Um, And there's a a way you can donate, or a couple of ways you can donate. Uh, You can text DD 2012 to 70900 to donate and then uh, I'm sure there's another couple of ways where well. they've got a WordPress site, which is destinationdubai 2012wordpresscom um, for a bit more info. And then DestDubai2012 is their, is their Twitter. I've retweeted it, so if anyone wants to go and have a Excellent. look. But, have you yeah, follow,
1: you followed back as well, have you been? As
2: I ask. sure have, yeah. Good yeah. man. There and, go. uh, yeah, that's something that the club have got behind as well. When I was doing my, my work experience at, at mm. Palace a couple of weeks ago, I saw the three motorcycles outside and they would come in to, to meet with the club. So yeah, something that the club are back in and something that I think everybody, they should,
1: should try and back as well. Fantastic. And that nicely punctuates us between the Portsmouth game and the Reading game, where we can continue many of the same themes. But um I'll do a very, very quick rundown. I uh, didn't get a chance to write this before the show, so this will be off the cuff. But it was only yesterday. I can't possibly have forgotten everything since yesterday, could I? Anyway, <clears throat> so Palace 2, Reading 2 was the final result of that particular game. We lined up in a 4-4-2 formation, Spironian goal, obviously. With McCarthy and McShane... Partnering each other as centre backs. On the right hand side, we had Johnny Parr, uh, and the reason for that was Nathaniel Klein was injured in the warm up. Um, hoping that isn't the last we see of him in a Palace shirt, but I know he struggled with knee problems pretty much all season. So, and it was his knee again. So maybe that's it for us uh, in seeing Nathaniel Klein. Say so very much hope not. But um, and on the left hand side was was Dean Moxey. Uh, Ambrose was. On the, mm, what was he now? <laughs> Ambridge was on the right of the four-man midfield, with Garvin partnering O'Keefe in the middle, Carl de Silva on the left, with a front two of Zaha and Murray. Um, very, very good to see, very encouraging. Uh, and as was our start in the game, really, just sort of, really what we saw was, was, was us, well, I can't think the, pa- the fans, we, we'll be honest, we were kind of almost being ironic, because obviously, reading were there to to have their party and enjoy their promotion and all that sort of stuff and we kind of we wanted to we wanted to spoil it in all fairness but we also wanted to slightly mock them for their happy clappiness and very early on we started put it you know it's an even start to the game and very early on we started putting a few passes together and and the and the olays started like they do and it's a ridiculous thing to start olaying your passes and about well was it a couple of minutes into the game we did it a few times Probably, yeah, it was, yeah, first 10 minutes anyway, something like that. Uh, and then, yeah, sort of the second time it happened, uh, which was quickly after the first, we sort of, when I noticed sort of thinking when we were doing it, it's been going on a while, this Olay, we've, we've strung together about 20 passes here. Wouldn't it be hilarious if it ended in a goal? And sort of look up, the next thing that happens is the ball comes into Murray, he just flicks it with his foot, uh, into the path. Dean Moxley out on the left, he drills it in, and, uh, there's Zaha right in the middle, right where the striker should be. Right poach's where, instinct. Poacher's instinct, right where he continuously puts the ball when no one seems to be. Um, and there it was, yeah, tapping, a stretched leg out, put it into the corner, and, and we're one nil up against them. And, you know, they give a few waves, obviously, and shout, we are Premier League. But, we're, you know, it was it was lovely to go 1-0 up so early on and, and from what was a great move. And I honestly say this now, I do not think we've scored a better goal in a long time. Very, very impressive. Um, Do you think we would have
3: if we had two Wolf Sahars?
1: I think probably, yeah, yeah. I think if we had two Wolf Sahars, we'd win an awful lot more games, but um, it's certainly frustrating an awful lot more people as well. But uh, (laughs) but there we go. Like, again, I say, uh, we've got individual goals like, you know, Ambrose's uh, would probably exceed that. But in terms of a team goal and, and seeing us play nice football, it was great to see. But what I, a point I wanted to make on that is I'm not sure at home we'd have had that same you know, attitude. We wouldn't have been cheering every pass. There would have been people at least half the ground after the 15th pass moaning because it was going backwards or sideways. And that's the only thing that sort of, the little negative that crept into my mind about that is I'm not sure we'd see that at home. And I do feel for, for a lot of the home fans because they don't get to see this side of Palace sometimes. Um, there we are. Maybe that's a psychological thing. Maybe I'm completely wrong. <laughs> but anyway, so we're one nil up. Um, and, Obviously, Reading being a very, very confident team and knowing, knowing how to sort of, to to stream. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A few passes together and put us under pressure. Came straight at us and, and we we, just, we struggled for uh, for a few minutes. Reading started shining. We we're going to score in a minute. And sure enough, they did. Um, just before they scored, there was a, um, a free kick from Ian Hart. Uh, Ian Hart smashed the ball towards the goal. It seemed a regulation save for Spironi. Uh, he sort of caught it sort of in his midriff, bo- bobbled out a bit. And as it bobbled out, uh, Noel Hunt went steaming in to sort of to try and put a challenge in. Absolutely every right to do so. No problems with that at all. But seemed to catch Spironi a little bit. Um, didn't think anything of it, really. And then um, a little bit after that, the corner comes in. I think it was a corner anyway. But it ended up bobbling around the place. Uh, and Casper Gorks on the back post nods the ball in. Um, and Spironi couldn't keep it out. Got a hand to it, but just sort of pushed it into the roof of the net. Uh, and then pretty shortly after that, the, the first, well, second injury of the game, if you count clients before it even kicked off, um, Spironi had to be replaced. Injured hand, Lewis Price came on 25 minutes into the game. So obviously everyone's a little bit worried at that point. Um, I think people, a lot of people had forgotten just how well Price, Lewis Price had played in the, in the cut run and the league games he played out in the season because he's a very confident goalkeeper now. Uh, and looks, you know, looks an able deputy, so we, shall we say. So that was good news. Um, and he came on and he caught a lot of things. He did really, really well. Uh, as the game progressed, Reading were probably the stronger of the team, teams, and, uh, 31 minutes in, McShane goes down injured, ham- in hamstring, in hamstring injury, no way he can continue. Matty Parsons comes on for left, at left back, Dean Moxie goes at centre back. If anything, I think the back four looked a little bit more secure when that happened, but, um, there we are. So, yeah, two injuries, two substitutions used up, a little bit frustrating for those of us that wanted to see some, um, Experimentation in terms of the lineup, but there we are. Uh, rest of the half sort of played out okay, and uh, towards the end of, well, pretty much the last action of the first half, Jason Roberts swings an elbow straight into Johnny Parr's face. Again, probably, I mean, in fairness, probably wasn't completely intentional, but he shouldn't be swinging the, swinging the elbow the way he did. Definitely put his arm across to stop Parr getting round him anyway. But, um, and, and was sent off, uh, Reading fans booed par for the rest of the game, booed the ref, I don't mind them booing Andy Durr, so I'll quite happily do it as well. But, um, but yeah, so disappointing for them, but, but a real sort of plus point just before half time for us. So respecting us to come out after half time and, and go for it. And in a way we did, we got plenty of people up in support of the attack, but, but Reading, uh, brought on Adam Lafond- LaFondre. uh, we went to sleep a little bit in the left back position, Parsons, who, also worth mentioning made some fantastic blocks throughout the game Parsons went to sleep a little bit um, they got a cross in from, from that side and Lafondra headed it in um, and suddenly we're 2-1 down and they're singing we've only got 10 men and all this and it's feeling a bit irritating to say the least um, Dougie made a change took off Ambrose brought on Antonio Pedroza uh, his directness did make a huge difference and I have to say I kept looking down and this was even before week I kept looking down at the team and I was saying that there's four people up front here and we're, we're in possession. We're kind of, we're almost like a, playing 4-2-4 four, four here. Uh, I thought Owen Garvin was starting to, to sort of actually play a, a very, very strong role in the team because his passing, again, he's not, you know, not the quickest, but his passing is accurate. And he, when he plays a pass to a player, it's, it's in the right place, if you know what I mean. A lot of our players, of to them, not being too <laughs> disrespectful to him, but they'll hit a ball in the general direction the player is standing. But Garvin's one of those who, you know, he's going to play it and it's going to land at the person's feet and they're going to be able to run straight away with it. And that makes a big difference to have He players plays it, like it
2: into their path.
3: Yeah. exactly. It's exactly what you see in top quality players passing mm. is that he'll play it so they can make their run before the ball gets to them.
1: Absolutely, John. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and again, uh, perhaps if he, if he had a bit more about him clearly he was a bit quicker that he 'd be at a, a higher level, a little bit like Ambrose i suppose in in that sense that mm. so they're those sort of players that have that quality on the ball. I think that made that was making a big difference but anyway um hopefully again you would have seen the goal because it 's an absolute peach from Glen Murray uh, similar to the way we conceded their their first goal uh, they failed to clear properly um, and and ball ended up with Murray on the back post, lovely volley straight into the bottom of the net and uh if anyone was going to win it in that, that last few minutes, it was going to be us. Um, didn't, but, but very positive performance. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of credit goes to Dougie for, for really attacking Reading. Um, yes, they had 10 men and people always point to that, but i point to the hundreds of games that have gone on when people have had 10 men and it's, and it's been impossible to break them down. So. Yeah, We did really, really well. Also, word for Glenn Murray. I didn't mention it in the first half, but he had an absolutely sensational shot. I thought he got saved at the time, We've seen it back and it, it hits the bar. It's, it's like scissor a scissor kick, wasn't it? It was, scissor kick volley. I mean, what the hell? You know, <laughs> that, that was just absolutely fantastic. What a, what a, he's, you know, when he's on form, he is a fantastic striker and we need to do more to support him. And I think he worked really, really well with Zaha and the two of them, the two of them seem to enjoy playing together. Well, after the
3: match, interestingly, um, one quote I can give you is, uh, Doug Freeman said, Glenn Murray is what we want Palace to be about. So,
1: did he really? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, yeah, again, he, I don't know, the celebrations kind of summed it up for me as well. Cause I mean, a lot of people probably we're guilty of it ourselves on, on this program paint Glenn Murray as a bit of a sulker and a bit of a, bit, you know, but when he, when he scored that goal. That like everyone was just so happy for him, you could see it. All the fans and and the players just absolutely covered him. He didn't seem to do his trademark celebration, but most of the crowd were doing it back to him. So I thought that was a, <laughs> it's a nice touch as well. So um, now nah, that was it was really really good stuff. And and I again, um, John, you're telling me that was from a Palace Radio interview after the game. Well, there you it, go. It is indeed fantastic. Obviously, I was at the match, so I didn't get to hear that. It's a shame. But there we go. Um. I've got a few comments from the, from the message boards to get us going on this. Um, unless you've got any reaction or tweets or anything, Ben, or
2: Well, just I'll, a little point that I've, I've made myself about that, the first Reading goal, about some pretty poor defending, to be honest. I, I made a little note of, of what happened and, and why it went wrong. And it was, it was Paddy and McShane at the back post, first of all, that couldn't get the, the first header away. Then O'Keefe has a header that pretty much goes backwards. Then McShane has a header on the line that does the same. Then Garvin slices at the ball. And it doesn't go anywhere. So, to be honest, Redding deserved to score. If we're doing that.
4: Yeah,
2: kind of ridiculous defending. Uh, but overall, I think yeah, like you said, uh, you've summed it up nicely. A fantastic performance from us. And if anyone deserved to win it right at the end, it was us. Um, yeah. Looking at at Twitter, Jack Maddox has just tweeted again and said that Lewis Price is a great second goalie, and that's that's something that I think a lot of teams don't really have. Is is one of those and you know he's I think shown he's a
3: decent first goalie. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah.
2: shown it. Uh, at United and at places like that. And he's, you know, he's, he's if Julius Speroni does, does go at some point, which is, I don't know, I don't know if he's likely or not, but yeah, we've got a great backup in, in Les Price. Mm.
1: No, I, I totally agree. I'd say he's one who, who has really impressed me this season and he's, he looks physically, he looks a different player than when he joined us. Like when he joined us, he looked like the sort of podgy backup goalkeeper that you have. And we've yeah. had many of those, Cedric Bertlin. That Caruso, who's now a really good goalkeeper for France or something, he was just huge when he joined us, but he looked a little bit like that. Do you know what I mean? He looked a little bit out of shape. It's almost rich for me saying it, but then again, I'm not a professional footballer, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but he like, yeah, he, he now looks, he looks like he means business and, and I'm, yeah, I, I would, I never thought I'd be kind of comfortable with Julian Spironi injured, but I, I kind of am now. Um, it's not ideal. But I am kind of kind of comfortable.
3: Yeah, you'd still rather Spenny was there, but you, yeah, you're not you're not panicking with Lewis Price um, in the sticks, and I think that's the way the back four is going to look at it as well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to pick up on a couple of things that always go on Twitter earlier on that we're we're talking about. I just want to give quick shout outs to people because we didn't get to their comments in time. One was uh, Charlie Miller who said that Williamson Jedi or O'Keefe in midfield for next season. We need to get rid of KG. What does he bring to the team? Um... sense of fun?
3: Hopefully, um, hopefully, (coughs) from the South African, from the Kaiser (laughs) Chiefs, he can bring that to the team, he's more than welcome to stay. Uh,
1: Jack's asked, Jack Maddox has asked, uh, do we know what players are out of contract at the end of the season? Uh, from memory, we've got like obviously Klein, Garvin, um, probably a fair few partner. Um, but we'll probably cover that in, in our last sort of, our last show. There's probably, there's a few shows to go yet. Probably cover that next week. Um, I would suggest. Um, anything else in there? Yeah, Dave says, very nice to hear the po- positive show tonight. Dave Carr, that is. And we're just about to get to his comment from Homesdale, which is a fantastic way to, uh, to link almost coincidentally there. Um, and yeah, Dave said on Homesdale earlier on, he said, uh, most people, including myself, predicted us to get beat by Reading. I'm very pleased with a point against the best in the league. It was great to see Murray get a goal on a nice one at that. Our last two performances have been very good, which is surprising considering we've only managed to get a point. Can't wait for next season, but I'd love to get revenge on Cardiff for the League Cup. All in all, it's been a good season with Ambrose's goal being my highlight. Let's hope for a few more wins next year. Um, Can't really argue with any of that. Um, Certainly very, very hopeful next season. But again, it's summed up well, really. It has been a good season, all in all. Uh, It's been frustrating to, you know, prior to the the positivity of the last two games, it's been frustrating to end it with with a bit of a damp squib, but it's understandable if if you can kind of take the emotion out of it and look at the sort of bare facts. It's kind of understandable the way it's gone. Um, but we'll move on from that. Mister one hundred and ten percent from Holmesdale. Um, we've got a nice positive post, I think. It says uh, it didn't go to either game, but from reports it sounds as like we've been more attacking in both, which is encouraging. Uh, however, we still let in two goals in both games, and now that is now is that because we've been attacking more, as someone would, would suggest would happen, or simply because of the injuries at the back. Uh, similarly, has the move towards a more attacking, uh, towards more attacking, been forced on Friedman due to lack of defensive midfielders, or was it something that was coming anyway? I guess only time will tell. We'll attempt to answer both those questions now. Um, the first being, uh, have we conceded more goals purely because of the injuries, or is it because we're attacking more? Um, any thoughts on that before I attempt to answer it? Yeah, it's probably a mixture. I mean, obviously the injuries don't
2: help. If we, if we had a full strength back four, then maybe we wouldn't have conceded as many. But, you know, if you mix that in with having, you know, trying to be more attacking, then it's, it's mm. going to happen really. So
1: I think, yeah, mixture. Mixture. John, you agree or anything a bit I'd more say, I'd say
3: predominantly injuries. I think mean, Anthony Gardner's been a massive loss for us and Jedinak as well. I think those two injuries are the reason we've conceded more goals. Mm.
1: I, I agree with that in terms of the, the, um, the, the way we've conceded more goals when we've played the, the sort of, let's call it the defensive system, if you like, the two defensive mm. midfielders. I totally agree with it there. I think the loss of Jednak in particular, Gardner definitely, I mean, he's a, he's a great centre back, but he's I think had a, he's had
3: a brilliant season. Gardner. Yeah, he, people he, have really it,
1: underestimated the season he's had. I mean, cause he's been out a while as well. He's kind of, the calls have gone, but a lot of people were saying, you know, he was a shoe in for player of the year. So again, it's, yeah, it's, it's, he's a major impact losing him and, and Jednak, I think, but. What I would also say is that, that there is a valid argument that by attacking more, we leave ourselves more open. That was actually quite evident against Portsmouth because we, we uncharacteristically gave their central midfield space. That's something that we haven't done in our normal formation, and that's where their goals came from. I, you know, I, I think against a team in the trouble that Portsmouth were in, it was the right approach, and I think we were unlucky more than anything. But I just there is I'd say there is a point there um, to to be made that that as Ben says it's a combination of the two things it's a combination of of having some injuries but also opening out in in certain games. Um, let's okay let's move on from that and let's say whether or not would Dougie have done it without the injuries would he have would he have experimented would he have attacked? I don't even think we need to sort of all have a have a go at that really. I think it's. It is too much of a hypothetical question, and and it's kind of geared towards saying no, he wouldn't. <laughs> um, and and we've kind of by luck we've stumbled upon the the way to attack, if you like. But I don't know. Dougie has said that he would experiment. didn't he? That's what he said. So that's what he's done. That's kind of how I feel, guys. Any difference? No, I agree. Yeah.
3: I think it's, it's a hard question to answer. Yes, it <laughs> it's it's just it's just opinion. I mean, yeah. mine is, I think, we probably, he probably wouldn't have changed, no.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Um, Jerry contacted us on Facebook earlier on. Oh, Jerry did call. Did he call back? I haven't been looking at the right screen for quite some time. Uh no. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. But anyway... Um, Jerry has said earlier on that if we want to glean the best of Murray, the way ahead is 442. Makes a Cardiff game and the an encounter that Palace can win. Looking forward to broadcast tonight, Chris and Co. Well, uh, we managed to get the broadcast on in the end. And and Jerry, as always, is, is absolutely right that getting the best out of Murray does seem to to involve getting him a strike partner. Um people have been saying it all season. Uh I wouldn't necessarily say we would have had a, a better season had we done it from day one. Um oh here's the man himself now. Let me just chuck him on. Hello, Jerry. How
0: are you getting on? Is that you, Chris? It is indeed. Hello, Chris. Um I just thought if you wanna to talk to me, I don't want to be too groovy because I know you've got a very busy show. I know I know you're winding down now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind a quick word, but I'll ring you up next week otherwise.
1: Yeah, there, no worries, mate. What um, what have you got to say?
0: Well, just that email. Um I just feel we've got to try to um You know, I think we've had a good season. It'd be great. I tell you, we can beat Cardiff next week. It'd be good because I think, in a sense, that's where we kind of capitulated. I'm not using that as an excuse, but I just don't feel the team's had a a massive hangover. And we need to get more strength and depth. We've got to get rid of, you know, some of the players you've already mentioned. But I think whatever the scoring problems are, we need a plan A and we need a plan B. And hopefully, some of the strikes we've got will improve and get better. But I do think we've got to keep Murray only because I feel he gives us something that we haven't got in terms of height and also work rate off the ball. Mm. That's well, what I've got to say, Chris, and I well, hope you and Ben a great show and I'll speak to you and I'll speak to you later on. Okay, fellas?
1: Lovely. Cheers, Jerry. We'll talk Bye about it. Uh, Bye Bye. Nice Cheers. Bye. Okay. Uh, let, let's talk about what, what Jerry's just said in terms of, of, of keeping hold of Murray uh, and in terms of, well, basically of, of having a good reason. And obviously the reference to Cardiff, really. So, if, let's, well, we'll start with, with Murray. Um, Jerry talked about his work rate there. Um, oh, would you say that's been evident in every game, John? Yes. You
3: Honestly, would? See, I think I the think one thing that a lot of Brighton fans said obviously they weren't happy with him coming to us. Look, one thing he was criticised for was being lazy. Mm. And I can't say I've seen him be very lazy this season. I think he's always worked, worked hard. Mm. And that's why I've got a lot of time for him. I think if he didn't, I think it'd be more of a Chris Martin situation.
1: Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I I was was trying to lead you down a certain path. And quite rightly, you rejected to go down that path. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well done. Ben, will you be quite as easy to trick, I wonder? Do you? uh, (laughs)
2: It's been a difficult one for Murray, I think, coming from, from Brighton in League One where he's been playing week in, week out to, to maybe not playing as many games this season for Palace and it's, it's always difficult, you know, changing that role and and not getting as much football and, and some players might, might might have taken that in a bad way where they're not working as hard and I think maybe sometimes, you know, you don't think you're getting 100% from Glenn Murray. I mean, the majority of the time you are, but I just think sometimes you don't, you don't look at him and think, oh, you know, he's not that interesting.
1: I think he's one of those. You remember how? Um, well, obviously everyone does remember how Clinton used to get his for moaning all the time. Um, yeah. Murray's not in quite that category, but if you're what if you happen to watch him as as a cross comes in and gets cleared or something like that, or he doesn't get the pass he wanted, if you happen to watch him at that point, he does he does have a, a bit of a moan, and you know. I, I like that because it it shows he's constantly caring to me. But for some people, it kind of shows like a they think it shows a poor attitude. Oh, you're having a go at your teammates. Oh, you're having a sulk. You know, the the guy for me wants to win, and I and I agree with John, even though I was trying to lead him in a different direction. (laughs) Brighton fans told us he was lazy and didn't care. I don't see any of that. He's you know whenever you've seen him, whenever he's scored for us, he's been absolutely delighted. His teammates seem to love him. He you know he's he's a, a great great striker when he's on form for me he's had i don't again and we've mentioned we mentioned it seems to me every week whether i don't know whether he's had a, an injury like some people tell me he's had but but for me he's had dips in form when he's in he's deserved to be out of the team on occasions uh part, but do you not, think
3: that a lot of that's the consistency of who's around him chris
1: well, that's, it's, that's the kind of, that's the question, isn't it? That's the big, the big question on Glen Murray, whether it's, or not... It's not
3: a game I went to, But the, yeah. I listened to the commentary and I spoke to people afterwards. But the best game I've heard from Glenn Murray was a Away to Ipswich. Was when we had Zaha and Scannell literally up there with him the whole time. Mm. And he had support, he had people to lay it off to, to interchange with. And that you know, some of the Ipswich fans there were saying that he was the best that Scannel and Zaha were the best wingers in the league possibly.
1: Yeah, that's a game I always harp back to as well. And it was because both, both Scannel and Zaha were absolutely on fire. I mean, Scannel gets criticism now for not tricking his way past people. I think people get their minds confused sometimes because he's never really been one of those, but he's, in there. he's an incredibly skillful player, but he's not. He doesn't do a trick to get past the player. He uses his pace and his directness. And, and power know, now. And power now, yeah, definitely. But, um, but um yeah, I mean, he... Oh. Murray in that game was excellent, and that system worked. And, yes, definitely, Zaha and Scannell got closer to him. But it was still the, the same system that gets criticised now.
3: But it um, is, but the, 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 the place that's changed is the spot behind Murray.
1: Mm.
3: And that's why I think going forward to next season... Yeah, Chris Martin's not gonna be here now. I know I blame him for a lot of things, but, <laughs> but I just think he, I just don't think it works. That's thing. I think he's a good player. I think, you know, he's got a great eye for goal. I don't think he works. And I think mm. that's what I'm looking forward to next season is, and I think Glenn Murray's probably looking forward to next season is having a system that works around him.
1: Yeah. I'd look, yeah, the only point I would make is that there have been times where Glenn Murray has contributed to the failure of that system by being, just by being off form like any other player is, any mm. other player has a bad game or, you know, or, or, or gets into a situation where they're not making the right runs. It doesn't quite come together for them. And that's, that's, what what being a striker you know is that's what happens and if you're up there on your own you're the focal point and it can and it really does cause the system to fail and like I said quite rightly he has been dropped on occasions but you know more of more of what we saw yesterday um, and more of what we've seen in the past when he was up against uh, away to Nottingham Forest he was superb in the cup against Wigan I think that was probably the first we saw of him after he got injured in the Peterborough mm. quite early on. He was he was sensational in that game against Wigan. He just looked that, that was like I say most people's first proper look at him. We thought, what the hell and where has he been? Uh, and I remember someone was uh, saying that big big fat Sam was up in the stands uh, during that game, and they were not quite near him. They said they actually heard him say that. Where the hell has Glenn Murray been all these years? Because uh, he looks looked absolutely amazing in that game. But there we go. I mean, yeah, we can go sort of cyclical on that for quite some time, but. Jerry's so other big point Sam Allardyce doesn't
3: like big strikers. Oh,
1: <laughs> no, wait. he doesn't. Oh, no,
3: yes, he does.
1: No, so, no, he plays the ball on the ground. That's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and a long pass. If it reaches its destination, it's a pass. It's not a long 86 ball. Eighty-six
3: percent it? of the time, it's <laughs> along the ground.
1: Oh, uh, he's mentally ill. Uh, I believe that's my belief. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a fact. <laughs> allegedly, must not, allegedly, I must must not label Sam Allardyce. He'll go crazy. Um... OK, we'll come back to, to Jerry's point about Cardiff and, and it being the sort of, you know, the, the point where our season kind of dis- disappeared, really. We'll come back to that when we when we do the preview in a moment. Um, last couple of little bits on my show plan here. I've had a couple of emails in as well. Actually, we we're talking about Sean This good good time for this. Um, I'm not going to read out who it's from because it's a joke name, but I haven't quite worked out how it's a joke name yet, and I don't want to read it out. But he says, Do you think that Sean Scannell is running out of time to kick on to that next level? He seems to have stagnated. Um Difficult question. I've g- I've got an answer, but I'm going to ask Ben it first. Ben, do you think that Sean Scannell is running out of time to kick on to that next level? He seems to have stagnated. Oh, that is a difficult question. You sprung that on me there. I think Sean Scannell is a fantastic
2: player, and I think he... He, oh, oh, that's so tough give him the right service the right team around him I think he can blossom in the next season to become a fantastic player I know you know he, he's kind of been growing up in the same sort of era as Zaha and Klein and, we, and we've and we been more focused on Zaha and Klein in the last season and, and Scanner was kind of taking a back seat you know and that there was that I think it was in January where the people were saying that Huddersfield had only offered you know, less than a million for him and, and everyone was a bit surprised so
1: people I, I, yeah, it's difficult. It's such a difficult question to answer. It ask, is. So think,
2: yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, give him another season. He'll be, he'll be fine.
1: Um, John, do you want to try and answer it before I do? <laughs>
3: um, no, I don't think he has run out of time. I think Dougie Friedman has said openly this season he feels that he's been poorly coached, um, as a, as a striker and now is really the first Sort of real coaching he's getting as a, as a centre forward. So I think it's a new lease of life for Sean Scannell. I think if he doesn't kick on in the next couple of years, then I would say, yeah, he might mm. be as well. But I'm um, in no doubt. I mean, I think he's made massive strides forward this season,
0: mm.
3: um, in becoming a more regular part of the team. And I hope that continues. And I, I don't see it's going to be a problem for Sean Scannell. He's got, you know, that the fans have got a lot of time for him and yeah. that is half the battle won. You know, if it's the it's, <laughs> A lot of the pressure comes from when the fans start getting angry, mm. and I don't think the fans do with Sean Scannell. Everyone, like, everyone, thinks he's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and I, again, a lot of a lot of people. um So I'm just laughing because I've seen an email purporting to be from Kira Knightley. It definitely isn't. Um Right. No, the Might thing be. is, with, yeah, no, it's not a serial. Is it addressed clip. to me? Mm, sadly not. But the thing, the thing with Scanlon, sorry, the thing, thing with Sean Scannell is, is, I worry for him in terms of where he where he's going to come into that team and play every week i you know he's not he's not really a winger but he's capable of playing i I quite like it when he starts on the left side and when he when he's on form he seems to do pretty well in that position but he's not a winger but he's he's a developing striker and i just worry that there's a bit too many players who are similar in a similar sort of position now he's still very young like you say he's a he's a Favourite with the fans, and he's a proper, you know, South London lad. He he knows what the club means. You know, he wants to be here, but um, but I think he's found it hard to to ever get consistent form together long enough to to be you know a name that's first on the team Mm -hmm. sheet, if you like. And I, I do worry for him in in that he has a lot of competition, and 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 every time he gets in the team, the pressure for him on him that he'll put on himself and that he has from other players, the pressure is there. The whole time, um, and I, I think maybe, maybe he may, as it's a bit weird, like if he'd been managed slightly differently and been given time out at another club on loan when he was younger, it's a difficult thing to say he should go out on loan now or something like that, because I think he's, he's beyond that. He's too, too yeah. good a player to, to leave Palace on loan. I, I just, I just wonder whether he's going to get the, the opportunities that he needs, um, cause it's now, it is now that he needs to be playing regularly it's a tough question real tough question uh that i can't fully answer as you can tell but um let's say the general consensus i think is everyone wants to see him succeed and believes he has the ability to and yeah i'm sure i'm sure dougie's a big fan of him as well he'd have seen him grow up and he'd have seen his ability so you know i'm not going to get too downhearted about him not playing but i think you know he probably feels himself that, that maybe he's he's you know he's got a got to do more to stay in that team when he gets his chances, I guess. But there we are. It's, it's interesting to see that one develops. He signed a new long-term contract because of his form at the start of the season. You know, he got his reward. Um, and he's now got to get back to, to that level of performance every week. Um, and let's hope he does. Um, I'm going to read the email from Kieran Knightley cause I have to, uh, but it isn't, it isn't from Kieran Knightley. It's from Niall Walker, who is serial thriller. Um, it says, "Hey, hole radio." It's Kira Knightley here, a big Palace fan and regular listener. Although I'm not well known for being one, it was appearing with Bill Knight in Pirates of the Caribbean, where he expressed his love for the Eagles over several bottles of 1867 Shably and uh, ra- and raunchy secret secretive intercourse. I can't really say that, can I? I just have. Um, but enough of that. Just here to say I'd love to have an interview one day on your radio show. I'm currently stunning myself... Na- Do you believe any of this? I'm currently stunning myself naked All next of to it. my pool in L.A. And just thinking to myself how happy I'd be right now if I could express my feelings about Ducky's tactical inefficiencies and how crap Chris Martin is. So if you want to come over here next week, we can have a swim. I have a rule of only swimming naked, if that's okay with you. And a chat about Palace. See you, darlings, Kira. Are you up for that one, John? I'm
3: um, uh, Mm, i'm not answering that question
1: no i don't think i think it may turn out to be a fabrication um yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway so back to the reading game and real life and real life it was so nice to actually dream but uh, anyway uh rudy Heppen on amesdale says please see the changes murray and Zahar behind behind murray with Zahar behind sorry isn't quite that way, uh, and Garvin with one defensive midfielder in front of the back four. More than pleased to see happening. It's very late in the day, but better late than never. Or next season when it may get scuppered for this or that reason. It needs a sustained trial to get it really flowing. There are talented players who can come in and out of that setup, either through the middle or out wide. So it's pleasing to see. A proper winger would take it even closer to complete. Agree with that. Uh, I'd like to think it's even. Uh, I think it's more than just one of a few experiments. As long as we give it a go for a reasonable amount of games, I'm contented, hopefully becoming more games as time moves on. Standing off for the majority of games isn't inspiring enough for current or future players and some fans like myself, plus the paying casual flan flan? fan, which is fundamental for us to move forwards. I wasn't expecting any dream finishes this or next season, but I am expecting us to extend our aims a bit more than they are. I'd rather we did We just did our best on the front foot as much as possible. We'll see where it takes us when we give it a try. So that's the general consensus that's been over the last few weeks of everyone saying, I just want us to have a go. Everyone probably knows my feelings on it because I've said it repeatedly over the last few weeks that as much as I I don't Believe when you buy a ticket to a football match, you have a right to start telling people entertain me. It's not a TV. Just because it appears on TV, it's not a TV show. You're not, people go, it's the entertainment industry. It's not the entertainment industry. It's a sport and a sport is two teams competing to win. And, and, but I can see the argument in that if one team is just competing to, def- to get a draw or to avoid defeat, then it becomes a bit of a different animal. So I think we've, we've seen, yeah, we've seen signs that we are changing our ways. Um, Again, whether you believe it's forced on us or whether you believe Dougie would have done it anyway over time, I think he said he would over time build us an, an attacking force, but whatever. I think we well, think we are heading in the right direction. And, and I think that's what Rudy's trying to say. <clears throat> um, Nick Gussett, oh, not him said, uh, Will said he was pleased because we drew away to a premiership team. Eh, I like it. Um, Will the St John's ambulance be at the six aside, I might need them. Yeah, get in line for that one. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a struggle.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hideous tackle on Gusset.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, get in line for that as well. <laughs> and no um yeah, we did draw away to a premiership team technically <laughs> and they were shy about telling us about it. What's
3: that studs up if you want to tackle Gusset. <laughs> yeah, think it is.
1: Oh bless. Don't, yeah. Um Well, look, let's let's leave the the reading game there. Uh, it's a positive. Everyone was happy, and and I think Will Young Will Gussett will. It's not really his surname, but let's call him that. Let's call Young Will, will Gussett, Gussett It just sounds <laughs> wrong. It does. Um so He was pleased we drew away to a Premiership team. So there we go. We're pleased we drew away to a Premiership side. Good stuff. My, my,
3: can I say my positive out of it was that Murray scored a goal before the end of the season. Mm. I think that would have replayed really on him in the. Off season, I think he was getting frustrated.
1: Yeah. Ben, do you want to say a positive as well what about Reading? Um, <laughs> let's say. The, Is
2: there any, uh,
1: anyone the, else the suspicious that the Ben? Quite k- got? No, I was the scissor kick.
2: Um, for, I, to be honest, what you were just doing then? I was preparing myself for the Cardiff preview and making sure that I was fully, you know okay uh, ready ready for you to come to me and talk to me
1: do you think on air is the time to, to have a go- i am having to get you on air i know <laughs> i'm being inconsistent that's I, Can I, i've just say to... that everything is lies <laughs> is it though all right that's look nice. let's 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 preview the cardiff game and let people get the hell I've away i've got a
2: brilliant it. tweet that i've found to, to start oh. us off with that chris if you like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, football Promos says Be great to get revenge on Cardiff Beat them on Saturday And Middlesbrough win versus Watford Will ensure Cardiff don't make the playoffs
1: hmm.
2: oh, What a game that could be So if that's Middlesbrough beat Watford If Middlesbrough beat Watford Which is very likely And we beat Cardiff Then they don't get to the playoffs
1: That's pretty uh That's pretty It's a pretty big incentive Put it that way um, um, So
2: if, you, yeah. if you're not sure Whether you're going to go to the game On Saturday I suggest you go
1: the game and also get your tickets as soon as you can because i think we've given Cardiff the whole a weight if yeah. i'm memory serves me correct they're going to want Enough, to fill yeah. it out and uh yeah and they will bring a lot of people because it's a massive game for them and and it's it's revenge time we, you know we there's no two ways about it jerry was spot on when he said earlier on that the our season kind of changed the, the moment we lost that game um again dougie said it would and he was proven correct. And there was a a real hangover from that. We didn't get beaten for quite some time after it, but we we just haven't won enough.
3: We lost the momentum, didn't
1: we? Yeah, we did indeed, correct. And also,
3: he's just saying we seem to be saying ever more regularly that Ducky's been saying that all along, and he was right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it does, does come up a lot, yeah. Odd, oh, isn't it? It is. People don't like it, and again, so someone perhaps argues, uh, argued the other day, and I, I kind of see where they're coming from, that, that if you say something is true and it happens, did the act of you saying it make it sort of self-fulfilling? In other words, Dougie saying, we're not gonna make the playoffs, did that in itself put the seed of doubt in the player's mind? Interesting argument, but I just think he was being honest and he was correct, so. Um, all right, listen, Cardiff's form, uh, they've won three of the last five games. This is all for Aaron, so if any of this is wrong, blame Aaron Mitchell. Um, they've won three of the last five games, keeping keeping three clean sheets, which have come in every one of their recent three wins. they an eight-game unbeaten run. <laughs> um, as they look to secure a playoff place for the second time in three years. Uh, last five games, they've uh, drawn 1-1 with Leeds United, uh, with a very late equaliser from Becchio. Uh beat Derby two nil, which is a good result. Derby was a difficult team to beat. Uh they beat Barnsley one nil, as did we. I wonder if that was as boring as our game against them. Uh they drew one one with Watford and beat Middlesbrough two nil. One, two, three. All right, you win this round, Aaron. Um <laughs> But next time. <laughs> but next time. So uh yeah, they're in decent form uh, They haven't haven't lost for a while, so we're obviously but, but it kind of is getting the feel of, um, because of what's right on it for them and because of the history with the two teams this season. Got a little bit of a cup feel about it to me. Um, so I think perhaps league form goes out of the window and it's a one-off game and, um, well, let's, if we look at the lot, our potential lineup, I don't know what, how the they're going to line up. We'll talk about their danger men in a minute. But, um, for us, this is the injury situation. Definitely out. A Gardner, Yedinak, Williams and Wright. Uh, KG, although last week I, I got myself confused and said he was out for the season, Um but well, I was actually thinking of Anthony Gardner's injury on KG for some bizarre reason. But, um, but I as far as I'm aware, he's unlikely to be back uh, with that thigh injury. Uh, don't, not heard anything about Klein, but might say the series, he has had a knee problem all season, uh, and if he's been forced I'd be to surprised
3: sort of, if he played
1: yeah absolutely uh, haven't heard of, any word on Spironi obviously told you how he was injured earlier on um, But Um
3: I, I heard it was dislocated finger
1: yeah I he, heard that yeah. yeah well you can pop those back in and a bit of painkillers he'd be able to play but whether he, I,
3: d- I don't think he'll be playing Chris, if he yeah. dislocated his finger
1: ah it's, what's wrong just a load of pain i tell you he's it's not
3: a, a pleasant injury, injury.
1: alright well I didn't say it was pleasant <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm expecting McShane to be out if he's, if he's done his hamstring again, because that's been a recurring problem. Um, you know, and, and as we've seen in recent weeks, there's no point starting a player whose hamstring is likely to go, because then it will go again. Um, like, well, and you end up in a situation where you've got Gardner out for three months. Um, so there we go. We've, we've got all of those players out. Um, so we're not really got a huge amount to choose from. So the really, the debate for me comes at, at what we want to see at centre back lads. Now, obviously it's Cardiff. You know, they're a good side, haven't lost in a while. Gonna put us under pressure, no doubt. So does Dean Moxie play there and you stick Parsons out on that left? Or do we, do we go for Alex Winter or Ryan Innes perhaps to get, just, just throw him in, give him a game? I think there's a difference between what, what should happen and what will happen.
2: Mm. I think. It'd be good to give, give Winter and Innes a chance at centre back, but I think Dougie will go for that, that one that he's done before with Moxie and at centre back and then, and then freeing that Parsons over to, over to left back to put him there. So I think that's what will happen, but I personally would love to see Ryan Innes. I think Ryan Innes is more likely now it's Winter to to come in. I'd love to see him there, but whether it will happen is a different story. John?
3: I think we should play Cadell Daniel instead of McCarthy. And play four, four left backs <laughs> Right, I think bring Lee Hills back He's not injured anymore yeah, that's He true. can play as holding We'll just see how many left backs We can stick out there Yeah,
1: Fill the team with left backs Or players that can play at left back Randall Chris who...
3: Martin Who should be left back
1: but Hey, hey. Yeah, That's man. a l- oh, that's well... The oldie's are the best <laughs> Yeah we're an hour and 28 min- minutes Into the show And it's our first joke Well done It's been a bit serious today Isn't it <laughs>
3: anyway I know, this, I'd say from the word go this has been a bit of a joke Chris
1: <laughs> that's not nice is it fair uh, enough alright look bollocks you John Danger Men um, <laughs> Peter Whittingham uh, Aaron's picked out obviously he is their playmaker 12 goals uh, that makes him kind of top scorer um, I think he's probably their top assist maker as well assist maker oh, I don't even care if it's right um, assist sister. yeah uh, mm. No, okay. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's their sort of. Sister or your mama. Team. He makes some ticks, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, John. Dougie Dougie said earlier in the season um, that he's a Premiership player and, and really is better than this level. Uh, Cardiff will be hoping that that's the case and he takes them there. But, but there we go. I think we kept him relatively quiet in the home leg of the semi-final, so hopefully we'll do that again. Um, Kenny Miller is their joint second top goalscorer. Uh, yeah, he's darren's written a description of him you know clever player, good technique most people know about kenny miller he's he's been around for a while um, and he scores goals he's a very very good striker a real pain but the player he's picked out last he's just written mason it's joe mason isn't it something yeah, like that joe. yeah Yeah. Uh, he's got 11 this season with uh three goals in his last five appearances uh he's been a bit of a revelation for them uh and, and someone we'll have to keep quiet um but yeah, again so I mean but they've they've got quality all over the pitch. They're, and Mark Hudson one.
3: who can score from like a yeah, thousand
1: Yeah, 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 gotta make sure we close Hudson down in the uh in the, in in the penalty pen pen area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would have ever thought Mark Hudson would score from inside his own half? It's ridiculous. I, I, can, tell
3: you, I can tell you who wouldn't have thought that.
1: Mark, mm-hmm. Hudson. Mark Hudson, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> and Mark Hudson's mum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, our last five league games against Cardiff, um, we lost two 0 up there. Then beat them one nil. I don't know when these were. He's not put the dates on them. It's hard to remember. He says games as well. I'm not sure they're all league games. Mm. Guess they are. So lost two nil, one one nil, drew nil nil, lost two one, drew one one. So a mixed bag. Um Hmm. So prediction time. Ben, what do you think?
2: Well, I think we've got a win to. uh Well, it's a, it's a must win game for us really to, you know, to finish above Millwall in the league. So. I think we'll, we'll beat them 4-0. <laughs> okay. John?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting fireworks around about the end of October. Um <laughs> for the game, I have no idea. I, I don't really care, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be there. It's going to be, it's going to be a good game. I just hope we beat them. Just, just, Say so take that for the Carling Cup and it being so rubbish against Liverpool.
1: Yeah, I actually think I think the pressure is going to get to them as it always does, <clears throat> other than in that cup final, of course. Um, but <laughs> uh, I just think, um, yeah, I just think we're gonna we're gonna end the season on a high, and I, th- I think it'll probably only be a um, probably a two-one, and I suspect we might go one-nil down. There you go. Yeah, That's my my gut feeling. So very very positive about that. I think we'll have a good go. Um, Hmm, it's time to round up the correspondence and then let everyone go very, very, very quickly. Um, you've put that thing of about a poll on Homesdale. Was that you, Ben?
2: Yes, it was. I just spotted that earlier. I thought that was might have been a nice way to finish, saying that, you know, looking at the season as a whole, there's a poll on the Homesdale, uh, which is titled, How Does the Season Rate for You Overall? And it's kind of a mixed bag between good and indifferent. Only 9% of people have said bad, 47 good and 44 indifferent. So I was just wondering how, how you felt about that. How does the season rate for you? Um,
1: I would definitely be in the good section. I get again. I think people who who have had the privilege of going to to away games this season more often than not will feel much more positive about the season than than people who've had who've just had the season ticket at home. If you if, to be honest, if you're a casual fan for, at home games, you probably won't feel quite as bad as season ticket holders because it's not been it's just not been great entertainment at home. We've because because Dougie's found the system that he likes and. And wanted, and wants the players to get used to it. We've, we've played it more often than not. And I, you know, I've said all season, I, it's a great system away and, but it's a little bit too defensive at home. And, and I, and I, it's not, I can understand the reasons we play it, you see. And, and that's, that's kind of why I think it's been a good season. I've had some of my best ever Palace moments this season, things that I will remember, you know, till the day I die. Um, the, the away trip to, to Brighton this season, I've just, I've just never, celebrated goals like that in my life it was just and you know so so stupid to have fallen down those stairs repeatedly and never <laughs> my lesson it's just it's just too much i've had you know i've had some fantastic fantastic days that that dougie and the, the management team have been responsible for giving us and the players of course and, and you know i can't think of it anything other than a good season you know it's, it's been a struggle to to end and you know, I feel a bit better to this week than I have recently. Recently, I've been feeling that I'll be happy when the season's over. Now, because it's so near, I'm a bit, I'm feeling a bit bad about it. I think, I think we're starting to see us play a bit better again, weirdly. But there we go. That's that's kind of how I feel. Long answer. No, you're not gonna, not gonna follow that up. All right, fair enough. I'll keep talking. Um, <clears throat> Ben tweets. We've Got a round right. up before we go.
2: Okay, quite an important point. Actually, from Sam Ward, we've well, spoken to him earlier about the cheerleading thing and he, he said, uh, don't suppose you get back to me on the whole cheerleading thing. It's obviously quite, quite important. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, if he's I, got to buy I, the outfit. I'd book him up to be his Yeah. You know I, mean.
1: Yeah. I again, you're tall, you're too tall at a young age for me to want you to be anywhere near us in a cheerleading outfit, Sam. So <laughs> you, 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 I just get, you know, oh, you just sound like a quite a frightening young man. That's all I'm going to say. Um. <laughs> Don't, you you seem nice on Twitter, but, you know, when you're just, like, you're, you're, you're I, don't, nice, I don't think but...
3: your relationship should go any further than
1: <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Nah, good lad. I like Sam. He gets in touch every week, which is nice. Um, Dave Warren pointed out, quite rightly, correcting me moaning after that Cardiff semi-final. He did say we did go and beat Watford 4-0 shortly after. Yeah, fair point. I uh, did miss that one. Uh, ben, anything else on there you wanted to pick yeah, up? Wayne,
2: yeah, Wayne Gallagher's actually, he said, when it comes to wingers, I don't think we've ever truly replaced Wayne Routledge, which is quite an interesting point.
1: Yeah, I and again, from that period, Routledge and Grey, um, Grey was another, we, we, we kind of didn't value him until that period where he was sort of kicked out of the team for not, uh, not signing a new contract, um, and then brought back when Kit Simons came in and, and, and took over for a while, and, and he basically, got us up in that season under when 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 Dowie took over with his performances and Routledge again on the other wing was was superb. And he's and he's right, again, we go back to our premiership season where rightly AJ got a lot of the plaudits for his goal scoring. But I think Routledge was the leading English assist taker in maker. Oh I've got done it again. sister yeah, <laughs> he was the leading English assistor in in the uh, in the Premier League that year, and that's a huge, huge, huge thing to have done. It's and when you know when he left and went to Spurs, if it wasn't, it wasn't for an injury that let in Aaron Lennon, he could have had a very different career. Uh, for but that he,
3: reason, I'm hoping we sign that that South African lad, Sabalala because he is an out and out left winger.
1: Like yeah, they've signed a new contract at Kaiser Chiefs, didn't he? Hopefully, he's got to get out of that. Um, but yeah that's a shame but um, I don't know again George Boyd's going to be leaving Peterborough I'd quite like to see him play left wing but saying that will season as well but we'll see um,
3: saying that for about three seasons
1: yeah uh, any more Ben
3: um,
2: give me a couple more football promos has said last note what's the latest on the badge uh, from what I know I think it's been deferred for another year and it's Steve Parish has said that, that we've got the new kit coming out and he doesn't want anything to be to be taken away from that so that's the right. badge has it's been a, put right. back here.
1: Yeah, that was in his programme notes. Yeah, it's definitely it's not not happening. We'll look at it next year. Um new kits rumoured to be very, very good. The club and the suppliers are um very positive well, the club are very positive about it. Apparently the suppliers have ordered something like thirty percent more stock well, than they usually. Are we do. gonna be seeing that for the last game of the season? I don't think it's going to be ready for the Cardiff game but um I believe Curious about this. I believe it'll be on show um I think someone's no about, one's there. the comedy night or poss- from the comedy it'll be on show at the club people can go to the club and see it and when all the events that are happening various different things you know player of the year comedy nights what else you got um fans forum I think there's still loads of tickets left for that loads makes it sound like no one's going there'll be plenty of people going but um if you want to go and ask dougie friedman some questions lenny lawrence and and the board then it gets the fans for them it's only like a five well worth doing um and you'll possibly see the new kit there i guess so there we go uh anything else ben i'll give you one more and then
2: i'll finish somebody just going back to that the point about the center backs and who we should bring in kieran nash has said why not in this we're not going anywhere this season give him a go i think he'll be good Obviously, something that we we probably agree with, but yeah, whether that will happen?
1: Yeah, again, I I don't uh, I don't know what the issue, issue with Alex Winter is. I, I I would love to see Ryan Innes play. For, I'll say that for a start because like I say he's just for me. When you see him like representing the under England under 17s as the captain and things like that, he's just he he's kind of like he was built to be a centre back. Do you know what I mean?
3: He's a monster.
1: He is. He's just he, He's enormous. He was,
3: for like, what's he? Seventeen or
1: something. He's yeah. Well, sixteen still. 16. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's huge. Like he's six, so six tall. Five. That's his Twitter profile, but it says six foot five giraffe on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like he's, you know, I mean, the, the lad was put on this earth to play centre back, and I think. Yeah.
3: Or basketball.
1: Or basketball. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's, yeah, I I would like to see him, but at the same token, I would like to see Alex Winter get a game. Alex Winter's
3: played further forward this
1: season, has he not? He's played a lot of his football in midfield. And when we last spoke to him, which is a while back now, the start of, very start of the whole radio, when we spoke to him, he was, he was saying that, you know, he'd started to prefer mid, you know, midfield as his position because he was getting a fair few goals. Mm Um, but again he but he's someone i would like to see given a chance he can play at center back and and again has done for the development squad um but i, I don't know where he, the situation's been with him i heard things like he he was going to be in place of Inis on the bench but was ill or something like that so i really do that it's a shame i, I, I both of them I, I think need to be given a chance sooner rather than later but or not the cardiff game is the right game to do it i think it it Kind of seems like it's going to be the right game to do it, but if we go and go and get hammered and it ruins someone's confidence, uh, maybe it isn't. But there we go. So that was your was that your last thing, Benjamin? That is all. Yes. Yeah. Not going to pick out Lee Ward's comment about Cardiff. Oh, I?
2: Well, I did kind of mention that. I'll, I'll read it out just for you, actually, Chris. Oh, can you? Out. Yeah, <laughs> he has said. Saturday, a big game. Now both teams, something to play for. Cardiff fighting for the playoffs and Palace got to win to finish above
1: Millwall. And yeah, that's the reason I wanted it read out is to finish oh, above Millwall. And,
2: and one more last thing from Jonathan Ellicott, which is quite, quite good. Kit might be in the Cardiff program, according to Steve Parrish this morning.
1: Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. Nice one. Well, nice one, the, the last thing I want to, before we, <laughs> yeah, nice one, John. Uh, before we stop, the last thing I want to talk about is that finishing above Millwall. That was one of the things that, that, we noticed, uh, looking at the scores after the Reading game on the way back, uh, suddenly there they are. They've, they've won five games in a row. Uh, and we've got, it's the South London Championship that mentioned earlier. We've, um, we've got to win that really. We've got, to, we've got to get something. It makes the card game more important to us. But I mean, you guys, you've seen Mill all this season, haven't you? Yeah. What the hell? How have they won five games in a row? <laughs> that
2: is ridiculous actually. And at the weekend as well, they just kept scoring. It was, yeah. I don't know how they did it.
1: Yeah, it'd be so, lovely to finish up though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think it's a must. So everyone get out in force for the Cardiff game because uh, there's a lot riding on it for for us. Uh, not just spoiling Cardiff's fun, but but get keeping ourselves ahead of Millwall. We've, if they win, we've got to score two more goals than them as well. So Who we'll have, have to they attack. Don't ask me questions that would have involved research. That's out of order. Am I supposed to think they have a team?
2: Okay. Let me have a
1: look. I'm gonna find it from the first oh, Yeah, that's like yeah. We'll we'll just it's, fill, eh hey, John? So uh, John, what you been what you been up to lately? Anything exciting?
3: Uh, I'm mainly, mainly getting angry at myself because I've I've decided that my favourite football pundit's Gary Neville. Well,
1: that's I, like I feel a bit like
3: dirty. That Blackpool, that was seamless.
1: It was seamless. Actually, that's a very good point. Isn't it annoying to like to like Gary Neville now? <laughs> I hate it. I hate. Every I, I him, hate life you know what?
3: Very level. I could listen to that guy talk about football for hours and <laughs> not get bored. But and, I hate him at the same time. And
1: my God, has he mastered that electronic wall thing? That. he does. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, anyway, look, we better let you guys go. Those of you that have hung on, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, thank you to every single person who's contributed. My thanks to John and Ben for their time. Cheers, well, boys.
3: You thank you very much. <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to our out Um <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm not sure when the show actually cut off, because although we were sitting there in silence, I did get bored and click the button a bit early, so hopefully you didn't lose too much of the show at the end. If you were listening, well, whether you were listening live or, or by the podcast. I'm becoming confused, Ben. Do you think it's my age, or do you think I'm just tired? What do you no, it's,
2: it's age, Chris, yeah. It is. Uh, you, you've got to that point in your life where, where things aren't really worth, you know uh, living
1: so <laughs> thanks yeah that's very nice of you i just uh, i used to be able to just cope with everything my brain <laughs> my brain would remember every detail. to be fair today today has ended up a lot more problems than than we're we were hoping yeah. for really but yeah, yeah we got through uh, them. you've done well just to let podcast listeners know as a little bonus what happened i was writing the show at around six o'clock and i went into log went to log into the Homestyle Radio email account was to take a few bits and pieces off of there that people had sent and put them into the show plan and all that sort of stuff. And it wouldn't let me log into the email. That's a bit odd. Maybe my link is wrong. So I went to the whole homepage. Although rather, I didn't. When it joined that homepage, it was a strange smiling woman on it. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't our site. So basically what had happened is our... Um, our rights that we'd paid for, for hosting the show and for the domain, the whole radio.net domain had expired. Um, and our producer, he, he knew that they had expired. He didn't, he didn't have the money to pay for them. He didn't think it was worth telling me. So about six o'clock, um, we weren't able to, pre- pre- you know, to present a show. There was no way I could broadcast or anything like that, which was, um, which was a bit of a pain to be honest with you, but we got there in the end, but the, the result was I didn't get to write anything like a proper show plan but it seemed to go pretty well didn't it Ben?
2: it was here yeah, and no, it was a very good show we hope you enjoyed listening to it we had obviously a lot of a lot of people writing on on twitter and email and homestead and facebook so yeah it's been
1: fantastic actually so and just to just to end and let you go um he's not here so let's how do you think john did today
2: oh below par i'd say Sub
1: yeah, substandard wasn't
2: it yeah well, definitely i mean yeah. we don't
1: I don't use him too often. Frankly, I'm not sure how they put up with him on on Palace Radio. Yeah, the thing well, is, the thing, the reason for doing this is I don't think he ever listens to the podcast. And he won't ever know what we say about no, him. No, no, he definitely won't. No, no chance. Uh, and so, I think it's an ideal opportunity to talk him down, which we yeah. have done. Yeah, uh, I might do that again next week. It we might become okay. a regular feature. In that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for downloading. Uh, and like I say the show is is dependent on on your contribute contributions oh my word contributions. contributions yeah uh every week so if you can get in touch with us radio at net. tweet us it's at whole radio message us on facebook facebook.com forward slash whole radio wherever you like but just get in touch uh and we'll talk about the things that matter to you every week um so cheers and bye say bye. bye ben. it's the 90th minute all your mates around You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.